This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is June 12th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. On Friday, June 12th, one week after Philadelphia moved into the yellow phase of reopening, the city will begin allowing outdoor dining at some restaurants. City officials released additional guidelines Thursday to ensure that all restaurants will be able to offer an outdoor dining experience. Restaurants that have patio areas on their properties or already have sidewalk cafe licenses are authorized to offer outdoor seating beginning Friday. They must follow COVID-19 safety precautions, obviously, and have current valid restaurant licenses. Philadelphia's <laughs> current ordinance restricts sidewalk cafes to center city and other specific areas, but in order to support restaurants in every neighborhood, officials will allow all licensed restaurants that comply with basic requirements to offer outdoor seating through the end of 2020. For the first time, restaurants will also have the opportunity to expand their seating area in on-street parking spaces in front of adjacent businesses or onto vacant lots. The business must have written permission from the property owner, officials say. Outdoor dining will be expanded to give restaurants four potential options based on their location. So here's what they are. The Sidewalk Cafe uh, allows for daily use of sidewalk areas in front of the businesses or restaurant seat, uh, for restaurant seating. Streetery allows for curbside parking at street level to be converted into outdoor dining or takeaway area for food and beverage. Temporary use of parking lots for dining allows restaurants to convert spaces in their parking lots into restaurant seating and to place seating on to vacant lots in most commercial and mixed-use zoning districts, and then temporary street closure, which will be a pilot program be- beginning this summer that allows for temporary closures of certain streets for shared restaurant seating. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia officials say business owners may use the same application to register for a sidewalk cafe or streetery. Separate applications will be required to participate in the pilot program for temporary street closer- closures and to obtain temporary zoning approval for restaurant seating in their parking lots and on vacant lots. All applications will be available online today and the review will begin on Monday, June 15th. Sidewalk cafes and most other applications will be reviewed they say within three business days so uh, hopefully it won't be something that you know these owners are waiting a long time for. Yeah Kathy that, that whole idea of, of uh, the, the closing down the street and allowing the restaurants to put tables out and do all that sort of stuff that that's a great idea they do it on, on Germantown uh, Avenue uh, uh, you know, all the time, every couple of weeks. And I know in media, it's a, it's a common thing. And I think in Phoenixville, right? Yeah, and I saw it in uh, Wayne this week as well. So uh, yeah. they're moving in that direction, uh, county by county. And, you know, they have to do it carefully and cautiously and, and you know, with, with the proper protocols, of course. But they're, they're getting there. Yeah, so now they're allowed to do it uh, in Philadelphia. Now, regardless of which outdoor dining option businesses adopt, everyone must follow social distancing and public safety measures. Uh, and I did hear this morning on uh, ABC that they were saying that uh, you'll have to wear your masks when you walk up to the restaurants. Uh, and then until you're seated, you'll have to keep it on. And then once you're seated at your table and they're only doing tables of four or less, uh, then you'll be able to take your mask. Kathy, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, just a quick question, uh, Kathy. Are we all in this together? We And Steve, we're all in this together. Okay. Right, so, I, I, you know what? We can do this. All right. So, I was in a, uh, outside of a restaurant in Wayne uh, two nights ago, and the people had to uh, wear the masks as they walked in. The outdoor seating was on the other side of the restaurant, so they had to put the masks on, <laughs> wear the masks through the restaurant, and then they got to the outdoor seating portion of it, and then they were able to take the masks off. Are you eat. finding that your, your gut instincts with the mask are pretty accurate? I, like when, I think when, so. when I go outside in the parking lot, I take my mask off. and then But, but any, any time where I think it's going to be a, you know an exposure issue for other people or make people comfortable, yeah. I pop it on. And yeah, all the staff. Easy. 
All yeah. the staff were wearing the, their masks have as you, well. Have you forgotten your mask yet? Because I, I forgot the other day and um, I walked into a store. It was just a quick grab and like I got the death stare and I'm like, <laughs> what are they all looking at? And then I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> Outworder. If you if, let me, let me say let's see if you have that situation and you've you've found yourself would you would you feel weird like pulling your shirt up oh like that? no I wouldn't at all except okay. I had a V neck shirt on so it like, oh. was not working for me well, and I was like oh, then I- that would have turned into a midriff uh, exposure <laughs> yeah. shirt if take you the bottom of the shirt away. pull it up yeah. expose <laughs> like the lower portion of your bra yeah. I grabbed my food and ran out I was like I'm so sorry I won't forget next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, states are rolling back uh, lockdowns, but the coronavirus isn't finished in the United States. So uh, despite all of these, you know, um, people, uh, you know, lifting up on the restrictions and, you know, we're talking about the restaurants that are opening, allowing outdoor dining cases are rising in nearly half the states, according to an Associated Press analysis, a worried trend that could worsen as people return to work and venture out during the summer. In Arizona, hospitals have been told to prepare for the worst. Texas has more hospitalized COVID-19 patients than any time before. And the governor of North Carolina, just uh, said that recent jumps caused him to rethink plans to reopen schools and businesses. There is no single reason to explain all the surges. In some cases, more testing has revealed more cases. In others, local outbreaks are big enough to push statewide tallies higher. But experts think at least some are due to lifting stay-at-home orders, schools and business closures and other restrictions put in place during the spring to stem the virus's spread. The virus is also gradually fanning out. The virus first landed in the United States coast, carried by international travelers affected abroad for months. The epicenter was in north, uh, the northeastern states. Mo- more recently, the biggest increase has been in the south and the west. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it feels very liberating that things are kind of loosening up, but I, I'm just, I'm hoping everybody's still going to be cautious because what would really, we all know this, what would really suck is in three months from now, we got to go so right back, back to do it again. It again. That's, so, that's why. Yeah. You it's, could- it's worth the effort to be now. cautious now because we would just hate to see it revert back to And it do again. you know who it's worth? Obviously, we know it's worth us, uh, worth it to us as a species, but also as we're trying to get businesses back up and running. Mm-hmm. Everyone taking the precaution, yep. follow their rules, and then we can keep on this trajectory to be great. Yep. I, I, I fully agree, Preston. Yep. Surgeons in Chicago have given a new set of lungs to a young woman with severe lung damage from the coronavirus. Northwestern Medicine uh, on Thursday announced the procedure, which took place last Friday. Only a few other COVID-19 survivors in China and Europe have received lung transplants. The Chicago patient is in her 20s and was on a ventilator and heart-lung machine for six weeks. Her lungs were severely and irreversibly damaged. The rest of her body was being supported uh, by a ventilator and an ECMO. Doctors waited six weeks for her body to clear the virus before considering a transplant. As soon as she tested negative, she was put on the transplant list. There were signs that her heart, kidney, and liver were beginning to fail, so she was quickly moved up in line, and a match came in within 48 hours. She was otherwise pretty healthy, but her condition rapidly deteriorated after she was hospitalized in late April. The 10-hour procedure was challenging because the virus had left her lungs full of holes and almost fused her chest wall, said Dr. Ann Kit Barrett, who performed the operation. She remains on a ventilator while her body heals but is well enough to visit with family via phone uh, vid- uh, video phone and doctors say that her chances of a normal life are good the patient was
was not identified. Um, but Dr. Barrett said that she had recently moved to Chicago from North Carolina to be with her boyfriend. Yesterday, she smiled at me and said one sentence. She said, Doc, thank you for not giving up on me, he noted. Lungs accounted for just 7% of nearly 40,000 U.S. organ transplants last year. They are typically hard to find, and patients often wait weeks on the transplant I list. assume it's also a much more, you're, you're replacing much larger larger organs. You would think a heart transplant would be the most precarious, yeah. but they they seem to execute a lot of those, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, heart transplants, I feel like, are done, you know, a lot, all yeah. the time. Um but you don't often hear of a lung transplant. So she got a, a lung transplant, and uh, they think that, that she'll be able to live a normal good, life. And she's good. only in her 20s. So, wow. yeah. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. The NHL nailed down another key date in its plan to resume and finish its season. In a step closer to implementing a 2014 tournament, the league announced that formal training camps will open on July 10th. Phase yeah! 2, which includes voluntary small group workouts at team practice facilities, is currently underway for the Flyers and many other clubs. If the training camps go as planned to remain safe, the NHL and NHLPA could aim for an implementation of Phase 4, which means actual games in late July or early August. A two-week camp would end on July 24th, giving the league one more week that month to get ready for the beginning of the 2014 tournament. The NFL plans to increase its social justice footprint by pledging to donate $250 million over a 10-year period. The commitment extends and expands the initial deal owners struck with the Players Coalition that would have surpassed $100 million during its term. The Players Coalition is the main group that negotiated with owners on behalf of players who began demonstrating during the National Anthem in 2016 to shine a light on police brutality and systemic oppression. And as the NBA gets ready for its 22-team Orlando restart schedule, 14 of the teams will be eliminated within 53 days of arriving, and only four teams will remain after 67 days. The NBA has been working to make clear to players that the actual commitment of time for most teams in Orlando, Florida, may be less daunting than originally perceived. The NBA is planning to begin camps on July 9th, and teams will quarantine before beginning training camps before regular season games resume on July 30th. The six teams eliminated after eight regular season games and a possible play-in tournament for the number eight seed would leave Orlando within 35 to 40 days. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Glorious day for many uh, reasons. Number one, it is it's Friday. No sad, bro. We know that. It is going to be beautiful weather-wise. Uh, sunny, high of 87. Love it. It's Steve Morrison's birthday! Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. It's an honor to be alive. So happy birthday <laughs> to you, sir. And uh, I celebrate 21 years of wedded bliss. Yay! And I didn't forget either. <laughs> so you got me a, a bowling ball. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's a it's a beautiful day. Steve, I, are had, you doing anything for your birthday? For my birthday? Uh <laughs> Not a lot. My wife always, well, she made me some chocolate chip cookies. I saw them on the way out this morning. Uh, and I think we we might have one or two people over to the house and just play it uh, low-key. And then obviously a 50 or 60-person orgy uh, right. unprotected sex right. in a face mask. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Remember the glory hole, though. Absolutely. Yep. Safety. Safety well, first. Geez, We're in this together. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Orgy, we would, would all be, be in, in it the, together <laughs> at the same time sometimes. <laughs> All right, well, we we welcome everybody on this uh, Friday morning. We have a few other things that are planned. Uh, We have a guest on the show, Judd frickin' Apatow. 
will be joining us. The King of Staten Island is available now everywhere on demand. Yeah. It's, the, it's essentially the Pete Davidson story, right? Needless, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So if Pete Davidson had not become a comedian, it's it's kind of a, uh, um, uh, you know, a take on that. Uh, his his father, who his actual father died, a, a you know, 9-11 firefighter. Uh, it's the same sort of story, but I, we, a number of us watched it, really liked it. Excellent. So uh, we'll talk to him around 9 o'clock this morning. Um, and we have to name, sadly, I mean, it's a joyous occasion, but... It's our last coolest teacher of the year announcement, so we are ready to do this. You ready to yeah, make the I'm announcement? All right, give me that drum roll. No, give me the, uh, give me the drum roll. Dude, listen. Not the burp. Not the 38 special. <laughs> no said, bro. No said, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, my headphones are broken. They've been broken uh, for half of a week, and it's now, it's it's really affecting me now. It really is. Like, I can't. Well, that is. You look like yeah. a club yeah. DJ with uh, the... Uh, the... <laughs> And, and the, the the volume, the only yeah. volume that I do get out of the, which is technically the left channel, but I have bad hearing on my left ear, so I have to flip it to my right <laughs> well, ear. Wait, oh there's God. headphones over here. Uh, yeah, those are like basically screwed in. Uh, you can't. Are there any in the MMR uh, in the main? Well, you know, so uh, Rob, who I love, he's a great engineer. Uh, I was like, yeah, my headphones were. Oh, I ordered headphones that that got lost in transit. Okay. By the way, Mander, <laughs> as you literally yeah. said, like within ten seconds after you said they're screwed in, Marissa came walking in with a screw. Driver, she's <laughs> unbelievable. There you go. Here's she's another option. Them. You can borrow mine, and I can use these yeah. because they're screwed in. Well, oh. you heard Rob Grussman go. Let me go grab you a pair of headphones real yeah. quick. Uh, he, it, it's like um, you know, like one of those fathers that like uh, he went out for a pack of cigarettes and never, never came back. Oh, yeah, oh, but no. here's the deal. You know, we, we are so thinly staffed right now yeah. that our engineering department is putting out fires all over the but place. But that's the so. second time he's done that to me. My my chair squeaks. He's like, all right, oh, I'm going to go get you some WD-40 right now. Right. And then, like, he never came Daddy? back. I was like, Dad? Where are you going, Daddy? I take that back then. He doesn't like you. Uh, I guess that's the case. All right, Marissa has brought over headphones. Casey, I'm not doing anything until you plug those in right. and you feel like a whole man again. All yeah, right. We gotta do this All right. right. We owe it to now, the teachers. Now he's got the new headphones. We have the final coolest teacher of the year. We had reached out to Woodstown High School on the airwaves and said, text us, tell us, who is the coolest teacher of the, the past year? And we have a name and we would like to congratulate Mr. Paul Cram. Yeah! Mr. Krantz from Woodstown High School is in the English and Theater. He's the Communications Academy English and Theater Department. And he's been teaching there since 1987. His 30th year as the Drama Club Advisor. He directed the Woodstown Annual Drama Club Musical for 26 years. Wow. He's a musician. He's been doing online performances. He's got a couple of bands he jams in. These are just a few of the things that we know about Mr. Kranz. So, Mr. Kranz, congratulations, first of all. And second, if you'd like to call us this morning, we would uh, love to hear from you and just find out a little bit why the uh, the kids have voted for you or what you think about that and give you your totally, uh, your I'm sorry, not your totally, totally calendar. It's your coolest teacher of your coffee mug. And that's the last one that we have for the year. So normally we draw for another one, but not today. Yeah, yeah. Next year we'll get at it again, so... Uh, that and uh, some other stuff we have to get to this morning. We've got some beer to give away and so on. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we will get into the entertainment news, the stupid question and all that stuff. So stay with us. We'll be right back. 
stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to give away a digital download of the pulse-pounding thriller Becky, starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, and Joel McHale, if you can answer this question correctly. And it's about a movie. Uh, It's about the movie Monsters Ball, which I never did see. I only saw little portions of it. Uh, The little one with the big eye? Nope, that's that's uh, Monsters Monsters Inc. Inc. Oh, the one with Halle Berry and... uh... Right, is that the one you're talking right, about? Well, here's a question yeah. that I have for you: Is there were three actors in that uh-huh. film that had won Oscars? Who are they? Two one five two six three WMMR. Which three actors? That's a good question. For Monsters Ball, were Oscar winners? Two one five two six three WMMR. Give us a call right now. I'm going to go through some birthdays today. Friday, June twelfth. It is Marv Alberts Alberts' birthday hmm. today. Yes, yes. Uh, Marv Albert is uh, 79 years old. We're going over uh, great national announcers with my son last night, and uh, Marv's name came up. My, uh, he still does a good job. I mean, Marv is legendary. His, yeah, he's there was his, a misstep there. Got his issues. Also, one of the few men ever to want a threesome with another guy present. But he's a great. I don't announcer. know. I see loads of videos where that happens. Do quite you? a bit? Yeah. So, yes. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be my thing. He's not one of the few guys. You may not be into it, but apparently, yeah. there's a whole community out there. And Marv Albert is one of them. I'm into figging, President. God That's my thing. bless him. Did he like to wear women's under, or does he like to wear that women's under? That was the under? word. Is that what it was? That okay. was the word, yes. That doesn't even, that seems fairly benign even yeah, right now. By, by today's oh. standards? Yeah. You're kidding me? He's an yeah. amateur. Yeah. yeah. He's 79 today. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today, drummer Bun E. Carlos of Cheap Trick. And Bun E's thing for a long, 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 long time uh, was he would play with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. That's right. And I mean the entire show. And I and, and watching them live, I don't think I ever saw him switch the cigarette and light up another one, so he must have done it, you know, very deftly. Discreetly, yeah. Uh, during breaks. Uh, but that was his thing, and he eventually quit smoking. And uh, he's a great drummer. I always dug uh, him in particular and Cheap Trick overall. They They're all just had a cool band. Quirky looks. Yeah. Yeah. They all had their own thing. Right. Uh, so he is 70 years old today. Timothy Busfield of oh, yes. Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, my God. And 30-something and Field of Dreams celebrates his 63rd birthday today. I liked his character on uh, 30-something. I used to really like that show. And, uh, they, you know, it was well-written. It was, it was, it was uh, This Is Us before This Is Us, Kathy. Right. And I watched, uh, uh, I told you guys I watched that uh, show Designated Survivor. He's in that. That's true, yeah. And I had to point out to my wife, I'm like, that's uh, that's Poindexter from Rend- <laughs> what? what? It can't be. Yeah, yeah. and I, I showed side-by-side pictures. I was like, well, son of a bitch. What's happening? Uh, so, Timothy <laughs> Busfield is 63 today. Uh, Jason Muse of uh, Jay and Silent Bob fame, Clerks, Dogma, all that stuff. There's a guy who turned it around. Yeah, he's 46. Yeah, he had a heroin problem. A bad one. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I remember... there's a good one. For all the years that that we've known Kevin Smith, we've known him when uh, Jason was going through the bad times as well. Yeah. And Kevin, as a a true friend, stuck by him, tried to help him, and I think did help him pull him out of that hole. And uh, Jason Mewes is hilarious, uh, uh, you know, as you would imagine in the last uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie. If you get a chance, watch it because he's yeah. he's in great. I mean, great it shape. really it, good. Sure, it really sucks to be close to somebody who is suffering like that. Yeah. Because um, 
there is a, there's a fine line between being a friend and being an enabler. And you know, um, any like really really good seasoned addict will um, will prey upon that. Yeah, that love. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's so so. Kevin, you know, was in a tough tough position and and uh, stood his ground. Jason's forty six today. Finesse Mitchell of Saturday Night Live. What's he up to? Is 48. I have no idea. Finesse Mitchell. Well, he's going to stand up. I mean, we had him in studio not that long ago. Okay. Uh, Tried to hook up with my friend. Did he? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which friend? Uh, It was a girl that I went to college with. It was years ago. It was, um, I think we were right out of college. But, yeah, he was in town. He was in Philadelphia doing a show. Nothing like, it wasn't scandalous. You know, he just was 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 just fine with her. Sure, yeah. yeah. It happens. Did they hook up? Uh, no, I don't believe that they did. I think that she, uh, she, I think she had a boyfriend at the time. I, I don't remember. Didn't but you they... storm out because you went hmm, that over me? <laughs> Come on. What <laughs> no, was it? She the was guy... beautiful. What was it? The guy said to you in Nashville again, Kathy. I want to um, be with you or something like no, that. No, or... uh, I want you, girl. I want you, girl. <laughs> I want you, girl. <laughs> Kathy, you, you were married. You know it's true. <laughs> Would that work? What, I want you, girl? Yeah, if you weren't no, I married. Screamed. I screamed. He scared me. And then he got scared ah! that I screamed and he walked away. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, well, guys, good uh, good tip here. When uh, when the woman screams, go away. Yeah. Uh, DJ Qualls, the actor, uh, Road Trip, the new guy. He was even in uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, he is uh, 42 years old. Very, very skinny, uh, lanky guy. Bird-like. Very much so. Yeah. But, uh, funny, great actor, nice guy. So he turns uh, 42 today. Uh, Dave Franco, brother of James Franco. Uh, movies like 21 Jump Street, uh, Fright Night. And he was in Now You See Me as well, right? Yep. He yes, he was. One yeah. of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. Right, both both of them. There were two of those movies, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. He is uh, 35 today. And Steve Morrison's birthday. Oh! We'll hit that again. Oh, you're too kind. Happy birthday. Why are we playing? This- because I am the greatest American hero. Yeah. Okay. Just look at the list. And then behind me, you have the astronauts. I can't believe I'm going to do the happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy you know- birthday. I love that. I love that version. I do too. Up, up on the screen is the one and only picture I think I look moderately human in. And okay. it's my, it's my avatar. Uh, on my Twitter page and everything else, the it's big a, picture or the or the, the big picture. One? Okay, okay. Well, there you go, Steve Morrison, forever in that picture, <laughs> and I will never change, nope. and I will never swap it out for a new picture. Happy birthday! It's only a road to folly. All right, let's see Thank if you, we can get an answer to the stupid question: uh, Which three actors from Monsters Ball were Oscar winners? Two one five two six three WMMR. We will go to Tom and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Tom, what three actors uh, from Monsters Ball were Oscar winners? I got Billy Bob Thornton, Halle Berry, and Heath Ledger. You, sir, are correct. (laughs) Halle Berry won for that movie. Yes, she did. And was Heath Ledger's Oscar posthumous? Yes, it was. For Joker? I mean, for portraying Joker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and Billy Bob Thornton, uh, he had one for Sling Blade. Was he had one Best Actor right. for Sling I think Blade? he had one Best Screenplay. Okay, yeah. All right. So uh, you got it right, Tom. Hang on the line. We'll get your information, and we are going to give you a digital download of the Pulse Pounding Thriller Becky, starring Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, and Joel McHale. When a rebellious teen goes on a weekend getaway with her father, a group of convicts wreak havoc on their lives, forcing an epic fight for survival. Uh, you can stream it instantly on Redbox on Demand today. And that is rated R. All right, let's uh, dive into some of the...
stories in the entertainment world that I have for you. Uh, <clears throat> Harry Potter stars Emma Watson and Bonnie Wright have joined their cohorts, Stanley Radcliffe and Katie Lung. I guess I said, or maybe it's Lung, I'm not sure. Uh, and Fantastic Beast stars Eddie Redmayne in condemning J.K. Rowling's questionable remarks about trans people. Uh, Warner Brothers also issued a statement. Um, Watson at Watson had uh, piped up on Twitter after Rowling explained on uh, what many consider transphobic tweets with an essay defending her stance and detailing her previous sexual assault and allegations and, and alleged incidents of domestic violence in her first marriage. Watson had tweeted, trans people are who they say they are and deserve to live their lives without being constantly questioned or told who they are uh, or who they aren't and who they say they are. I want my trans followers to know that I and so many other people around the world see you and respect you and love you for who you are. The 30-year-old continued saying, I donate to Mermaids, Gender, and Mama Cash, two related charities. If you can, perhaps you'll feel inclined to do the same. Uh, Wright also took to Twitter, and she wrote, uh, If Harry Potter was a source of love and belonging for you, that love is infinite and there to take without judgment or question. Trans women are women. I see and love you. Is Bonnie Wright the redhead, Nick, one of the Weasley? Uh, yeah, she's the one who ends up with Harry. At with the Harry, Ginny. married. Okay. Ginny Weasley, yeah. Yep. So the 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 cast members are continuing to come out and uh, kind of say, no, nah, we don't quite follow along with uh, J.K. Rowling on that one. Uh, Halle Bailey uh, is opening. I almost said Halle Berry. I know. Halle, Halle Bailey uh, is opening up about uh, how she felt when she was cast as Ariel in the live-action Little Mermaid, and trolls reacted with predictably loathsome levels of racism. Several went so far as to start a petition that was titled Not My Ariel. Uh, the 20-year-old appeared on Teen Vogue uh, with her sister Chloe, and inside they also discussed her upcoming album called Ungodly Hour. Uh, Hallie said, we have uh, always learned to just keep our heads up no matter the situation, no matter what anybody has to say about you, you just keep pushing. Uh, Director Rob Marshall said at the time the news broke, uh, it was abundantly clear that Hallie possesses a rare combination of spirit, heart, youth, innocence, and substance, plus a glorious singing voice, all intrinsic qualities necessary to play this iconic role. Uh, Several celebs, including Hallie Berry, responded warmly to the news. She wrote, in case you needed a reminder... Uh, Hales got it done. Congratulations on this amazing opportunity. We can't wait to see what you do. All right, one small but juicy comment often becomes the focus of articles about celebs, and Anna Kendrick is over it. The Oscar nominee hit up Twitter to address recent quotes that she made to Vanity Fair about making Twilight in the film. Kendrick plays Jessica Stanley, a pal of Kristen Stewart's character, Bella Swan. Uh, Discussing the movie, Kendra had said... Uh, Kendrick had said, uh, the first movie we filmed in Portland, Oregon, and I just remember being so cold and miserable, and I just remember my converse being completely soaked through and feeling like, you know, this is really uh, a great group of people, and I'm sure that we would be friends at a different time, but I want to murder everyone. Hmm. Uh, She continued, and she just meant the conditions were a pain in the ass. She Uh, wasn't saying that she literally was planning the murder of her castmates. Or that she even disliked them. She, what, she, what she seems to suggest is that she doesn't like inclement weather, mm-hmm. which would, uh, we, it's outlandish. Uh, she continued saying, uh, although it was also kind of bonding, there was like something about it that was like, you know, you go through some, uh, like some trauma event, like you imagine people who survive a hostage situation and you're kind of bonded for life. After reading copious headlines about her own misery filming the movie, she responded by saying, oh, 
I thought we stopped doing this. Actress makes a dumb joke about the cold weather, but we turn it into clickbait anyway, crap, like in 2014. You okay, hun? So she's saying it's a bunch of, you're making a big thing. Well, they're also scraping for every bit of news morsel they can grab at this point because there's, there's, it's all the same stuff over and over again. So you take something like this, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley Steinfeld's work as executive producer. Is this three Haley stories a, in a row? Haley. Haley. Is a I triple Haley? Even, I didn't even notice that. You're all right. right. Uh, one was a Hallie, but Hallie, Hallie, Hallie. oh yeah, you're right, Hallie, not Haley. Uh, work uh, her work as executive producer for Apple TV's Dickinson about the literary icon Emily Dickinson was recognized by the Peabody Awards, and she is thrilled with what the achievement represents. She wrote on Twitter, "I'm so proud to be a part of a show that is yeah, about no one watches <laughs> that is about such an important woman in history who was way ahead of her time. I'm even more proud to be a part of a show that is about." Uh, fighting for what you believe in and believe is right, a show that is about seeing and being seen and understood, and a show that is about seeing everyone as equal. And Dickinson will return for a second season. So, so I guess somebody's watching it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, or there's also, the, it's like it's the JAG effect, not that the, uh, uh, the the series where, okay, how does this stay on? But it does stay on. No, it's just, it looks really good. It gets good reviews. Um, so, And yet you, you said somebody's watching it. Someone likes it. I got a bit of a crush on her. Uh, yeah, she's awesome. Definitely. Um, Lori Laughlin is rumored to be in talks to join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, wow. Uh, but bravo, honcho, Andy Cohen is not here for it. He piped up uh, saying in an interview, there's a whole narrative apparently that I am pursuing Lori Laughlin for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And the first I heard about that was Twitter. But it's not true. It'd be a good get for them, man. Yeah, it would mm-hmm. be. Because they're, they're all, all of them have stories that are, you know, there's, they've all done sorts of things that are, if not the, exactly the same, similar to Lori Laughlin's plight. Yeah. Laughlin, who recently pleaded guilty in the college admissions case, is pals with uh, Kyle Richards. Uh, or is that Kyle? Kylie, Kylie. Kylie Richards, yeah, is on that the Real one, Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is that the one that was in Meatballs too? Because there was a, there is a cast no, member. Nobody no, that, knows anybody who was in Meatballs too. I, Kylie and, Richards was in it. One of the Richards. Yeah. One of the Richards. Kim, is it Kim Richards? In, mm, Kim Richards. Kim Richards uh, goes all the way back to Escape from Witch Mountain. Yep. She was a child star. Yeah, yes. I mean, the professor. That's the one. That's, that's her. One. So that's not Kylie Richards. Kylie Richards is is someone else. Okay. Uh, let's see. Robert De Niro stopped by the Tonight Show to discuss the upcoming Tribeca Summer Drive-In series. Where the uh, hell is that going to take place? I, I don't know. Uh, he told Jimmy Fallon, I'd be surprised if other people are not going to come up with that because it seems like the safest thing that you can do with a bunch of people in their own cars. The show kicks off July 2nd. Uh, he also opened up about raising six biracial kids with his ex-wife, uh, Dahani Abbott. He said, my children are all half black and I don't have, even me, he said, I take certain things for granted. Uh, when people say they tell their kids, keep your hands uh, when you're sp- stopped by anybody or cops, uh, keep your hands on the steering wheel, don't make a sudden move, don't put your hands below, don't do this. He said, you understand that. So I'd forgotten that, uh, yeah, he does have uh, biracial children so he can relate with what's going on. Uh, ben Affleck and girlfriend Ana de Armas are getting more and more serious. Uh, the pair were spotted boarding a private jet with two of their three children that he shares Ooh. with Jennifer Garner. Yeah. 
Well, that's the next step, isn't it? And Lunch, and then air travel in your private jet. And she brought her dog along. Oh, Ooh. wow. Wow. Well, yeah, they're they're blending the families. Yep. To travel in an, a uh, the private jet thing, like where you don't have to go through it. Well, obviously, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, standard airports now. I don't know what the air traffic is like, how many people are flying. I, I guess it's getting a little bit more robust. But to be able to just drive out onto the tarmac, get on the plane, bypass all the stuff, I wish I could do it. I had uh, I, I have a friend who's a uh, uh, very well to do. Yes, and uh, wanted to take a, a golf trip uh, with some friends and invited me along. And he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll charter a jet and we'll uh, <laughs> okay. blah 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 this and that and do that." And how uh, much you went for? <laughs> it, was, it, it was a little pricey, but <laughs> it's not ridiculous. Though. Not obscene. Obscene is the, the right word. You're right. You know, we make a good living, and yeah. you know, could do it if if you want to burn the money. Uh, but it's uh, it's. More expensive than flying. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Did you do it, Preston? What's that? Did you do it? No, it's I. I couldn't. My shoulder and and the trip oh, ended okay. up falling apart anyway. I would have so. gone even if you couldn't golf. Couldn't like, yeah, golf. I'll, I'll carry your bags for you. Whatever. Right. Right. Um, well, the better thing to do is to have a friend who's so rich that they just pay for everything. That's what you do. That would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times um, they don't fly out of like they wouldn't fly out of the international airport because um, I, I guess it is a little bit different as far as going through like security and stuff. But they fly out of the smaller airports and it's almost like, like nothing. Yeah. You bring your little bag. You walk through a gate like no one's even there to greet you. How many times you have you been on, on a plane. private jet? How many times have you done it? Yeah. It sounds like on you've a, done this before. Yeah. Well, I have a friend who has one. Oh, uh, wow. So, so um, and, and they go to that to uh, Northeast Airport all the time, and they, they park their car, they huh. walk through a gate, they get on their plane, and they take off. And, like, that's it. That, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I that's need... kind. That's part of what you're paying for. It seems like you know as well. I mean, yeah. obviously the fuel is the big cost uh, for. And they can they can give them. Uh, they have to give 24 hours notice when they need a pilot. And if they're going overseas, I think it, it's like 48 hours. <laughs> don't you want to? Don't you want to vet that pilot a little bit? <laughs> well, it's it's a so it's actually a service. They don't own the plane. Like some guy uh, shows up in a like in a, in a in a scratched Pinto. Well, the service <laughs> provides okay, obviously right. qualified yeah. pilots. Yeah, I'm a pilot. Preston has a friend that does that. Kathy has a friend that does that. I don't. I um, I do not. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have a. I have like. I think all of my friends kind of make sure driver's look, licenses. Yeah, but yeah. look back at your life. What mistakes have you made that they have this and you don't? They could drive you to the regular airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, look at that. You're already making advances. Yeah, you're getting there. You're getting there someday. By, the, by next Monday, you'll be. You'll own your own airliner. Quick question, Preston. Were you um, asked to? Buck up for said jet? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was. He was like, Here, "Here's how much it'll cost for each person," and that included where we're staying and all the golf and everything. He had, he had it all broken uh, down. Oh, you should just write a check the bounces. What did you think it was? I thought he was going to pay for the whole thing. No, uh. no. I mean, it was. You know, no, it was a, a group of That's people. A going terrible and, friend, Preston. And here's how much it's going. No, it was actually. It, it would have been worth it. That's, but yeah. I couldn't do it. Damn. So anyway, um, Affleck, of course, uh, met the 32-year-old DeArmas uh, shooting deep water in New Orleans. The pair have been quarantining together. They've been taking daily walks. They've been wearing <laughs> matching heart necklaces. They've been having this car. So, yeah, they're walking. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man, they're doing it all. Those yep. celebrities live the fast life. That, they do. Um, how mm-hmm. about this? In a competitive situation with multiple outlets bidding, Dakota Johnson is attached to star in and executive produce a mockumentary series currently in the works at Amazon. And it's titled Rodeo Queens. Uh, the series follows an ensemble of rodeo queen hopefuls as they compete for the coveted crown. Mm. Uh, a writer's room for the series will open soon with a full series order expected. Have you ever been to a rodeo? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
We used to go as a kid. We uh, we were friends with a family who was that was their living. They they they, they were, owned a private jet. <laughs> well, no, they were they were rodeo people. They had uh, you know they had bulls and wow, and, uh, yeah. And in fact, uh, the young starter who was my sister's age and she was at the time was only in like I don't know third grade or something like that would ride this Brahma bull named Coco. Hmm. It was crazy. Jump wow. through jump through a hoop of fire and do all these wild things. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They had skunks and the the father was a clown. He was a rodeo clown. Which is an insanely dangerous job. Uh, they're the ones who distract the bucking bulls uh-huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. So we used to go. Yeah, they're fun, man. Rodeos are fun. Absolutely. Our- I went to the Calgary Stampede one year, which is the annual event in Calgary. It's like July 1st or July 4th or something like that. And uh, um, it's huge and it's awesome and it's fun. It, it, there is a bit of the element of, are these animals being treated okay? Because you look at you know the right. things that mm-hmm. they tire on the bulls or whatever, but it's you can't deny that it's a good time. Are yeah. um are all bulls kind of ornery or some of them pretty chill? I don't know. Oh. I assume um, the mellow ones don't make it to the big show. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that write poetry, right? <laughs> Ferdinand, yeah, yeah. Uh, the show will mark the return to TV for Johnson, who previously starred on the Fox comedy series Ben and Kate. Uh, beyond that, Johnson, of course, is best known for her film roles like Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, let's see. The NAACP is teamed up with Tommy Oliver and Adam Platzner of uh, Confluential Content for what's called Hashtag I Take Responsibility. It's a new campaign launched to encourage white people to call out racism. Uh, Julianne Moore, Kristen Bell, Sarah Paulson, Aaron Paul, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Deborah Messing, Justin Thoreau, Kesha, Piper Parabu, Stanley Tucci, a whole bunch are among the celebs who have agreed to participate. Uh, Platzner, a partner and vice chairman, Confluential Content, said uh, recent events in this country have shown us what we need to to take a different that we need to take a different approach if we are to be impactful. And that's what led me to create this effort. So those people and more are getting on board for that. They released a video last night and uh, it's uh, a black and white video and they're all talking about taking responsibility. It's uh, interesting to watch. All right. Uh, Steve, you had mentioned This Is Us earlier. Yes. Uh, Jazz Jazz Waters, a writer for the hit NBC family drama, has died at the age of 39. Well, that sucks. Uh, Waters also worked on Jim Carrey's Kidding, Hood Adjacent, with James Davis, and the film What Men Want. Uh, the official writer's account for the show shared their grief on Twitter, saying the entire This Is Us family was devastated to learn that Jazz Waters, uh, of Jazz Waters' passing. Uh, in her time together, Jazz left her mark on uh, on us and all over the show. Uh, she was a brilliant storyteller and a force of nature. Uh, we sent her deepest sympathies to her loved one. She was one of us. <clears throat> no close of death listed? R.I.P. Nothing in this story. No, I, I have not seen. I saw that it was suicide. Oh, oh my God. God. I hate hearing that. Um, let's see. Elsewhere, Ava DuVernay. Uh, has been elected to represent directors for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences on its board of governors. Uh, it's, uh, it was an election that uh, brought a record number of women and people of color, 26 and 12 respectively, to the 54-person board. Uh, DiVernay's uh, 2014 Selma got passed over in nominations. Uh, 153 Academy members across the organization, 17 branches, were up for election this time around. So she is on board the the Academy, as you always hear them just refer to it as the right, Academy. Right. So. Um, and then I saw this, a stolen artwork by a mysterious artist, uh, British artist Banksy, uh, that was painted as a tribute to the 90 people killed in the 2015 terror attack by Islamic extremists at the Bataclan Music Hall in Paris, has been found in Italy. So this thing was stolen. Prosecutors in La Aquila 
uh, said Thursday that the artwork was recovered a day earlier during a search in the town of uh, Tortoreto in the Abruzzo region, and it was found hidden in an attic. And what is it of? Do we know? Is it uh, one of these self-eating pictures, or is it... Uh... No, 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 okay. no. It was, it was on a door, and it looks like someone in a, uh, uh, like a hazmat suit or something right, like that. Right, right. Looking down. We're looking at it now. Okay. No arrests have been made, with authorities saying that they were still investigating. French officials last year announced the theft of the artwork, a uh, black image appearing to show uh, someone in mourning that was painted on one of the Bataclan's emergency exit doors. So I guess it was on one of the, the doors at the Bataclan, and it was stolen. Mm. I, when we went to to London, uh, you know, I, I took a um, a tour. We had a tour guide that took took us around, and I wanted to do a Beatles tour. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do was a Banksy tour because some of them are still up in public, right, right, and they are protected. Um, and I really wanted to see. I, I think he's fantastic. It's interesting. It's thought provoking. It's controversial, and it's beautiful art. Uh, and I really wanted to go around and see some of those. Yeah. I know you can find them in other countries as well, but London, you know, I think has a, a decent amount of them that are still available. But they are incredible. Either that or the Benny Hill tour, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they are incredibly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expensive or, or valuable okay. is, uh, is what I'm Then don't put it on a door. Well, that's what he does. Yeah, I he guess. does. He does it in public, and, and you then know Banksy. He takes no money from it and just leaves it there. And yeah, it's wild. He had. Um, uh, well, I keep saying he um, could be a she. Who, yeah, who knows? Know. Yeah. Um, but uh, Banksy painted a whole bunch of uh, art and then paid somebody to sell it on the street, and uh, they didn't know that it was Banksy art, and uh, so it, it looked like it was just like a regular street artist, right? Yeah. You know, selling that stuff, and then it wasn't revealed until a little bit later on that it was actually Banksy art. So you could have bought. Yeah, he's kind you of an, an event artist. Yeah. Do you remember the guy uh, Christo? I think his name was. He just yeah. died last week. Yeah, he would wrap. Uh, he wrapped a small island in like uh, was it pink saran wrap or something. Yeah, he did like really that. big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, productions. He did those orange banners in uh, Central Park a few years ago. Do you remember? Right. That? I do yeah. remember those. That was, yeah. It was really impressive. Yeah. By the way, did you, were you screaming a lot or something? I, you, you know what, man? Yeah, my wife's all worried. She's like, "What's going on? Are you you feel okay?" I'm yeah. Like, yeah, I feel. 100% fine. Okay. You were uh, screaming about Pop-Tarts yesterday. I was screaming about Pop-Tarts yesterday. It could have been yesterday, Kath. Maybe. Yeah, sometimes there's a delayed effect when you scream about pastries. Yeah, yeah. what happens? <laughs> Toast to pastries. Pastryitis. But, uh, you know, if Dr. Mike's listening and he wants to drop by and give me a COVID test, uh, yeah. you know, I'm here. He knows where to find Wait, right. did you ever get your antibody test back? Yeah, it was negative. No, he's okay. pregnant, though. I am oh. pregnant. Yeah. Twins. Hey, so you could still have it. Who yeah. knows? You could still get it because you haven't got it yet. Mm-hmm. Isn't right. that cool? Isn't that cool? You, you can still great. get it. That's great, man. You not right. left out. Hey, uh, there's a movie opening, okay. and we're going to do that. All right, one movie we have on our list. It's The King of Staten Island, uh, directed by Judd Apatow, who's going to be joining us around 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, it's comedy, and it's uh, been released today. Actually, late yesterday it got released. So you can now watch it, and it stars Pete Davidson and uh, Marissa Tomei and others. Uh, and I have a partial description here. Uh, Scott has been a case of arrested development since... Uh, his firefighter, firefighter father died when he was seven. He has now reached his mid-twenties, achieving little. Uh, chasing a dream of becoming a tattoo artist that seems far out of reach. 
and his ambitious younger sister uh, heads off to college. Scott is still living with his exhausted ER nurse mother and spends his day smoking weed, hanging out with the guys, Oscar, Igor, uh, and Richie, and secretly hooking up with his... And then it says show more, and I didn't get to see more. His friend, there, so. yeah. With his friend. The other friends don't know that he's hooking up with her, so they keep their boyfriend-girlfriend status uh, quiet. Ah. Uh, so, like I said, it's available now. I don't have a Rotten Tomato score 71. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. 71%. And, uh, like I said, we'll have Judd on later on. He also wrote it with Pete Davidson and Dave Cirrus. You know who's excellent in it? Bill Burr. Yeah? Awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's really good as a firefighter. All right. Uh, let's do the clips. Netflix's The Five Bloods has similar themes to Spike Lee's other films, but it only it's only his second war movie. In this clip, star uh, Delaroy Lindo discusses what he hopes audiences will take away from the film. Here it is. I hope that people have an enhanced understanding and feeling for these black men in terms of the love that they share. And in sharing that love, that's an expression of their humanity and the fact that we may not be what you think. We're not scary. We're scared as much as you're scared. Yeah! I love that guy. He's really good. He's really intense. Um, in in uh, Malcolm X, yes. he's the gangster that kind of takes Malcolm under his wing. In Cider House Rules, he's the father mm-hmm. that uh, does some pretty horrible things. He's and great in he Get Shorty, a, too. In Get Shorty, yeah. he is a great actor. He played man. Hannah Montana. That's that's uh, his range. Is that good? It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the Five Bloods is available to watch on Netflix today, by the way. Here's the next clip. After being delayed twice, Disney's Artemis Fowl has finally reached audiences worldwide. In this clip, star Josh Gad talks about what it was like working with the movie's director, Kenneth Branagh. Here we go. This one not only welcomes, but in many cases requires more improvisation. He pushes me in that direction and really welcomes nonstop creative input. I always do one or two as scripted, but inevitably it always ends up being, okay, now play with it. Now do your thing. Go have fun. Uh, Is this a, like a tween thing or... It looks like it's a. It looks like it has a huge budget. It's okay. very magical. Uh, I'm not familiar with the source material. Yeah. It's something leads me to believe that it's based on uh, some sort of series. Well, it looks like it. It's pretty fantastical, looking though. The, uh, I was interested yeah. in it. Yeah, looking at the artwork uh, for the uh, uh, the film poster. So, all right. Anyhow, uh, Artemis Fowl can be streamed on Disney Plus now. You know, a lot of these were watch that they were ready for <laughs> full theater releases, but uh, you have to do what you have to do. You do? Yeah, it's from a book series. Okay. okay. And there you go. Hope you got something out of that because that's, that's it. That's all I got. That's my entertainment report this morning. Uh, I do, however, have a case of beer. Uh, for those who may be interested in uh, grabbing a drink, uh, we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Give you a case of Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager. Uh, crowd-pleasing, local favorite, goes well with just about anything. A refined malt sweetness combined with gentle noble hops. Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. Call it 15-215-263-WMMR. Hang on, Nick wants to say something. Nick, you're on the air. Good morning. Preston. Yeah. How are, dude, how are you? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Dude. 
I can't believe I'm even. Ah, thank you so much. All right, um, wait a minute. It says here. Uh, here's geez. a little detail. Nick is in an RV in Los Angeles. What? Listening this morning. That's absolutely correct. My Damn, friend. you're up early. Well, I'm actually staying up late. Are you are you from here, Nick? Well, of course, man. Why would I be listening to WMR? I don't know. I don't know. You wanted to say something, though, right? I wanted to wish Steve, Mr. Morrison, <laughs> the best freaking birthday you have ever freaking had. Thank you, man. That's awesome. If you were in an RV here, I'd come hang out with you. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, I've been listening to you guys since WDRE. Wow. Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Are you you like living the van life right now, or what what are you doing in an RV? Yeah, I uh, you know, I I moved out of Philly. Quick uh, synopsis. Uh, I moved out of Philly. I moved to Tucson, Arizona. I lived there for 10 years by myself, alone, completely isolated. And then I thought to myself, hey, I'll buy an RV and go live on, live on the beach in L.A. Wow. Wow. Your, uh, your rigs in Lethal Weapon, right? <laughs> he has an RV on the beach. Yeah. Right. I didn't even what, think about the, that. What beach are you on? Where, where in L.A. are you? I'm uh, Dan Blocker. You know Dan Blocker, right? Yeah, from Bonanza. Yes. I'm on okay, did you hear my question? You're on his beach, as we said. He's on his Dan, beach. Oh, okay. You know the famous Dan Blocker Beach? Yeah. All the surfers go. He, he owns his own beach? <laughs> it's right next to Lauren Green Beach. Well, how does that work, Nick? Do you um do you do you just kind of park your RV and that's where you live for the night? Or do you have to like pay to, you know, park where you are? What what what's going on there? No, man. I, I found a place where it's completely free. Well, well that, I didn't realize that that, that, that existed. I, there's always somebody wanting to charge a fee or some sort of extra payment for being on the property like that. But yeah, hey, usually you usually got to hook up uh, when yeah. you're in an RV. You drink seawater. Oh, okay. Didn't think about that. Nope. All right. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's actually a great setup. Um, it, it, it's like uh, it's it's so freeing, my friend. I, I I can't even begin to describe to you. That's awesome. Do you have a job? Yeah. What's your job? Yeah, I got a job. Yeah, what's your? I, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, go ahead. I, I, I'm a. Uh, I'm an engineer at a hotel. Wow. Okay. okay. You, you're living the exact life you want, and you wake up to the sound of the seals in the morning. Yeah. I've been watching the dolphins lately, and they're they're just majestic. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Excellent. That, that sounds right. like a pretty cool existence. Right. Well, Nick, we appreciate the call. Thanks, man. Uh, and spread the word out there in L.A. about the Preston and Steve show. And, and go to bed, young man. You've been up too late. No, no. I'm just getting started, my friend. And I really appreciate you guys. I love you, Kathy, Nick, Casey boy. I love you, Nick. <laughs> All right, Nick. All right. Have a great weekend, man. Let's hear from you, Thanks a lot, Nick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday oh, to you. Nick living in an RV in L.A. I love that. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a second. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Got a shout out to do. It says, uh, hey, Preston, Steve, and Kathy. 
Just us, that's it? Wow, oh, man. That's who they address the email to. Okay. okay. Uh, didn't know who to reach out to for this, but my wife Mary and I are celebrating our five-year anniversary this Saturday, the 13th, and she loves listening to you all in the morning. Would love to get an anniversary shard out. So romantic on Friday if you're live. Uh, we're heading to the shore in the afternoon, so more than likely we'll listen to the podcast on the way down, and I know she will be shocked to hear it. She also might kill me for doing this. But I'll take the chance, and that is from uh, Kyle Green. So an anniversary shout-out uh, to you guys, and uh, congratulations to it's you. It's your anniversary today, too. It is. Are you doing anything special? Uh, yeah, we're going to go out to dinner. Haven't done that in a wow. long no time. No way. We're at? Uh, we're probably, there's a sushi place in Skipak that's called uh, Tokyo yeah. uh, that we may go to. So. I love that place. <clears throat> yeah, so now they have, the, and they have a beautiful outdoor seating area, so it's a little waterfall nice. Yeah, by the bridge, and so we'll go hang out there. <laughs> Could you imagine? Sushi. <laughs> Our first time eating out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what anniversary is this? What year did you guys get? 21. 21? So you yep. guys got married in 99? I'm good at math. Correct. You are good at math. Yeah. And okay. Then I, yeah. 20, so 96. Seven for me, so that's thirty-eight years. Wow, unbelievable! You're not good at math. Yeah, it's why we. It, <laughs> I remember. I remember you going off for your wedding, and uh, it was a, it was a big to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Oh, so all right, Casey, pulled this up. I didn't know he's going to do this, but uh, this is a flashback to two thousand seven, uh, live on the air. Huh. It was a uh, two thousand seven. It was June twelfth, two thousand seven. Here we go. So yeah. since Steve is the gamer, Casey did this in honor. Thank you. Of, I appreciate of, it. Of your right. birthday today, so you can uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it, it's actually your anniversary, is it not, Preston? Uh. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> are you, you serious? Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> no. I swear to God, are you dude. effing kidding me? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but let me touch it in my lap. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really funny. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet you she didn't remember either. Oh, yes, she oh, did. She's going to be passing off the plane on her. Oh, I'm sure she didn't remember either. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll bet you she didn't remember. Because that's why. Because we remind each other of these things. I'm, look we're on usually face, celebrating. <laughs> we're usually celebrating. Or, or your anniversary is something, and, and my birthday falls oh. on the same day. I just naturally. If anybody is working at Steven Singer Jewelers, please call the hotline now. Oh, now. Yeah. And they did. They ended up bailing me out. <laughs> I got some jewelry from Steven Singer. Of course, I had to pay for it. They didn't give it to me, but they were able to help me out in short order. And they charge you double. Uh, yeah, she did remember. Yeah. And that of course. was 13 years ago. Wow. wow. Uh, so, no, I remembered this year. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I always make sure I remind you, and but now now it's sort of burned in your mind. When you have one of those pivotal moments where you almost get your balls cut off, you tend to remember <laughs> it. Yeah, you uh, remembered every year after that. But yeah. she beat me to the punch this morning. I came down, and she had, what are those things called, Casey? A uh, hydro flask. A hydro flask, which is what the Visco girls uh, <laughs> yeah. would carry around. Because she has one, and, I, and I'm like, that's a really cool water bottle. I want one of those. And she, she left me one in the morning with, like, a whole ton of... Of rock stickers, like band stickers of Police and The Who and, wow. and uh, you know, U2 and, and all these bands and, and just it was really neat because you're supposed to put stickers on them. Yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. That is cool. Very thoughtful. I, I, it's, it's thoughtful, but I'm I'm going to miss watching you spill water on yourself every single morning while yeah, you try and drink out of. I'm surprised you still drink out of that thermos. I've been too lazy to get another one. So yeah. <laughs> is the 21st anniversary anything? Is it, you know, 20 is I something. Didn't check. 25. I don't. You know what? I I never okay. really have subscribed to the. Uh, you know, it's the paper anniversary. Right. But yeah, Nick, so, yes, so, much, so much of that stuff is crap. Yeah, but but Nick, there. Yes, there is. 
It's always something. It's okay. always so, something. And there's like two of them, right? Like well, was, one one is like the traditional and the other one is... Uh, kind of jokey or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I was wondering because like it's, you know, you're now legally yeah. able to drink uh, because it's your 21st anniversary or whatever. Like, is there some sort of play on words because of that? 21st is the uh, sushi. Uh, no, it's uh, nickel. Nickel. Nickel is the traditional gift for 21 years of marriage. Look, honey, I bought you a cup made out of nickel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's so... I don't know. I find those things kind of look it boron. Look it. All right. Um, <laughs> look it. Let's let's talk to our coolest teacher. Hey, hey. Uh, he is on the line and from Woodstown High School in the uh, English and Theater and Communications departments. I guess you would say. Uh, please welcome Mr. Paul Kranz. To the show. Good morning, Mr. Kranz. Good morning. Uh, congratulations you to you. Thank you very much. Hey, Mr. Krenz, um, Kevin Reardon, who works here at the radio station, is, a, is an alumnus of Woodstown High School. Do you remember him? I do very well. He was a 2009 graduate, and uh, he was in our communications program. Ah, so. and look, he's, he's got a career in radio. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I am. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, he tells himself that every night. I'm really excited about Kevin Reardon. <laughs> <laughs> I took I took a communications class in uh, in high school, and it definitely uh, helped steer me in this direction a little bit, and and it, it furthered my interest in in broadcasting. So uh, I only wish we had right. classes like that. I mean, I think it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a unique class, and it's a. It's a it's a double period, so it's one period of English and one period of communication. So it's okay. like a nine, like about a ninety minute block style period. And you're also heavily involved in the uh, the drama department as well, right? Yes, uh, yeah. I, I directed uh, musicals. I started at Woodstown in, in 1987 and um, directed musicals there for 26 years. And I we uh, we do a fall play, so. Uh, we, so we so and it's the fall play student directed and it, it's it's a it's a really neat experience and um, you know it's it's a lot of fun. What's That's the cool. what's the most um, interesting production you put on? Ooh, the most interesting, right? Not the uh, usual fare. I think well, the most maybe one of the most exciting things was uh, when we had uh, in 2015 we did a um, a tale of two cities and the, wow. the writer. Well, the writer, it, it was on Broadway in 2008, and the writer of the show, Jill Santoriello, she came down to Woodstown for the weekend Whoa. and no saw the show. Whoa. And, yeah, it, it's my it understanding really... that because of your limited budget, it was only a tale of one city, correct? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think it was about a tale of half a city. Half a city. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's so cool that the author came to see it. What? Yeah. And, yeah. And what was the impression? I, well, I, I, she she enjoyed it, uh, but she she I remember it was exciting because she she took the train down from New York City and we picked her up in Wilmington and she spent the weekend and and it was my it was my fiftieth birthday when she came so it was like wow this is like <laughs> stars aligning yeah you know, it was yeah I, and and I remember how excited I was to announce to the cast that guess what guys the writer of the show is coming to see and she did a workshop. Uh, she did a workshop with the kids uh, where they got to sing her songs for her in character. Wow. You know? That's so it cool. Great. Yeah. And then she did like a Q&A with our, one of our audiences after one of our matinees. And 
it was it was pretty pretty intense. And then they they presented her with a trophy made of nickel, Preston. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, by the way, we have we have a uh, an audio clip of you. You've been doing, and Marissa, is this the online <clears throat> stuff that we have a clip of? So you've been doing online performances, musical performances, where you play multiple instruments. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear a little. I, I haven't heard this yet. Here's a, a performance. Oh man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Nice. Oh, that's excellent. Oh man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Oh man, look at my life. 24, there's so much more. Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of two. Love lost, such a cost. Give me things that don't get lost. Like a coin that won't get tossed. Rolling on to you. Do some other instruments come in here? No, is it just a guitar? <laughs> he plays a banjo. Does that? Yeah. Take a look at my Talking about the clip that we have right now. So, um, yeah, because I see you play piano and banjo, and uh, who joins you on violin? My wife Claudia. Wow, Aww. that's She's awesome. A teacher too. Okay, uh, yeah. and where does she teach? She teaches at the elementary school, the Mary Shoemaker School, and also in Woodstown. So you guys can spend time just hanging out, playing music together. Just like Captain and Tennille. Mm. <laughs> On Saturday nights, anyway. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's awesome. really, really yeah. great. I'm sure that has just not, done nothing but strengthen your marriage. Well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did she, they're they're recently I, separated. No, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, listen, the, uh, the kids love you, Paul. They voted for you. And uh, we have uh, this symbolic uh, gesture from them. It is the Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Uh, wow. That we're going to make sure that you get, but it's it's on behalf of the students. Well, that's very kind, and and thank you guys. I I was laughing because I thought, yeah, coolest teacher of the year. I'm this. I, I thought I just heard that in excess uh, song that you played, and I thought, I remember years ago, um, I went into school. One of my kids was wearing an in excess t shirt, and I said, ah. You like the inks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. I love it. So yeah, real cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, congratulations, Paul, and uh, we hope you have a great summer, okay? Thanks, thanks for calling. For, well, uh, I guess I called you. Yeah. <laughs> but for taking the call, yeah. we are yeah. absolutely thanks you're for welcome. taking the call, right? Now. <laughs> absolutely. All right, Paul Kranz, yeah. guys. What's yeah. down high school? Got a great voice. Good I love it. Does. That's awesome. So I, um, I think I might know exactly where my voice went. Ironically, I was trying to learn that song on the it's guitar, on the guitar this week. Uh-huh. Uh, and just are a you couple, kidding? I swear to God. And when he goes up that register, yeah. I couldn't hit that note, and I was trying so hard. Yeah. And I think not I'm, to go to falsetto. Yeah, yeah. not because I wanted to like belt it out because yeah. that's what Neil Young does in the song. Can you sing us a little bit? No, 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 no. I can't. You have a guitar right there. I do have a guitar. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to pay for cable. Uh, not even uh, for Steve's birthday. Okay, for Steve's birthday. Oh, here he goes. Me, 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 me. That's all we needed. Extortion always oh, works. God. Or okay. guilt, I but should here, say. Here's the deal. 
deal. I don't remember the notes. That's the problem with me and guitar. That's always an impediment to most musicians. I don't know. I listen. I don't know how musicians do it. I really don't understand. I will tell you how you do it. You have to practice over and over and over and over and keep doing it and keep doing it. Listen, I you know I do these drum videos, but by by the way, I'm going to release one today that I think you guys are going to love. And uh, Casey, I'll spend you know. A week solid of working every single day for about an hour every day until I know it. And it's hard to remember until you just do it over and over and over and it becomes uh, second nature. Right. It just right. takes a lot of time. That's Ladies it. Ladies and gentlemen, Casey Boy. Yeah. All right. Tribute to Neil Young. Oh, that thing's out of tune. Oh, man, take a look at my life. 24, there's so much more. Love alone in paradise. That makes me think of oops. <laughs> I'm not a good guitar player, guys. You're doing fine. Love lost such a cost. Give me things that don't get lost. Like a coin that won't get tossed. Rolling home to you. Hey! Yeah! I'll take this. You don't even have to go to the high part. Oh, man, take a look at my... No, I can't. Oh, thank you! That's what's got to be... Yeah. Your your throat issue. Yeah. Oh, man, take a look at my life. I'm like you. There you go. All right. He did that falsetto, though, which is a little bit of a falsetto. Oh, no, that's his. Dude, he's got that range. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that range. Happy birthday, Steve. Thank you, man. Honestly, I could listen to any version of that song at any time. It's one of my favorite songs. And there's a version that came out a few years ago with Jimmy Fallon dressed as Neil Young. Yes. And he does the first few verses. And then Neil Young comes out dressed as Neil Young from that era. Uh, and uh, you guys know who played banjo on that song originally? Yeah. yeah Kermit the Frog. No, no. It was uh, James Taylor. James Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> really? In fact, we had him on the air and I asked him about it. And he said that he didn't know how to play the banjo. So they had to tune the banjo like a guitar. Yeah. And he had to essentially just play oh, as a guitar. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so my yeah, um... Kermit, it's Neil. Would you do me a solid? <laughs> <laughs> I ran into my uh, my barber and her daughter Kaylee the other day, and Kaylee's like sixteen, and she's really good at guitar, and she's got a beautiful voice. And I actually told her about that song. I only go, you know, like you're old, you're a little bit older now. Maybe your palate is, you know, will accept. The older, like, classic stuff. And I said, I think you would sound really, really good singing that song. So she take like, your advice? She, she did, turned yeah. to him and said, shut up. <laughs> would, you, would you shut up? Well, I told her to take a look at that song and then a whole bunch take of other... Take a look at that song? <laughs> and a whole bunch of other CSN stuff. I think if you're, if you're a, a vocalist and, you know, those that collection, that body of work is one to check out. You, it's, no it's, doubt. You can, simp- you can show your chops a lot easier. Uh, I agree with you, Steve. All right. And not just because it's your birthday. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> All right. Getting too old for this. All right. Uh, let me let me dig into the junk drawer. Are people. you kidding me? Yeah, oh no. God. I've got stories that I need to pass along, and I don't want uh, some of these to get past us. Um, oh, here's one. Uh, <laughs> look over here. Yeah. Did you, by the way, did you put up a picture of your uh, your show prep this morning? How the stuff was coming out of the printer? No, I need you to do You got to post that. that. I need to do that. Yeah. God, the printer's around here. <laughs> uh, the United. What is going on with the printers? I, I can't. Don't know. So I'm still at home, oh. and I'm getting all these emails about the printer. Wait, wait till you see the picture of what. what wait till you see what Preston posts. It'll, yeah. it'll blow your mind. And by oh, the way, okay. I was cursing the printers, uh, and Joe Bell, our GM, was walking down the hall, and he's like, "Did I just hear an F word?" And I'm like, "Oh man, you weren't supposed to hear that." But uh, I was cleaning up whatever you were going through, Preston. Yep. There was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of paper stuck in the printer. 
Uh, the United States Postal Service has released their data about dog attacks on their mail carriers. And they say the number of employees attacked by dogs nationwide last year fell to 5,803, more than 200 fewer than the year before. They're going in the right direction. And more than 400 fewer since 2017. You uh, see you see all the time on uh, AFV, they'll show America's <laughs> Funny Some Videos. I'm just very cool and happy to refer to it as AFV. But you'll see still Preston, the classic dog chasing the mailman video. Yeah. My, my dogs go crazy. Do they? Yeah. When there are delivery people. And they're small, yeah. but they make a lot of noise. And one day, uh, this FedEx worker came, and I all I saw was her running to her van. Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they, they bark a lot. They come over, and they sniff you, and they stop. And it's that way every time. It's a repeated cycle. They don't sit there and growl and, get, and stay mean or right, bite. Right. They just make a lot of noise. And that's for anybody or anything. Thing that comes anywhere near our yard, and we can't get them to stop doing it. I don't know how to get them to stop well, doing it. I didn't need to follow through on that because when joggers go by, when somebody riding a bike goes by, they go nuts. They go crazy, yeah, yeah. and it drives us crazy. We're like, shut up. Yeah. So my my cousin's actually a mail carrier, and he has a theory on on this because he gets barked at all the time, and he says that the dogs are just doing their jobs, and yes. they don't know, like every single person or whatever that comes to the door or near the door is a potential intruder. So they bark and bark and bark, and when they walk away, they're like, okay, see If I'm I- not barking, what am I to you? <laughs> right. What am I? There's a meme that I love. It's a German shepherd looking out the window, and it says, I've, you know, I've scared away 15 male people. Yeah. You know, this and so forth, and not one thank you from anybody. <laughs> I've saved their their lives countless right, times, right. and not one thank you. Uh, um, so anyhow... Um, the top five cities where dog attacks occurred in 2019 uh, were Houston, Los Angeles, Chicago, Cleveland, and Dallas. And, of course, these are, you know, large population cities. So of uh, the top five states where dog bites occurred were California, Texas, Ohio, Illinois, and New York. I would imagine that the higher degree of dog attacks, you're, even would a city scenario present a likely... Maybe Dog, just per capita, or maybe you know, per capita, n- yeah, because number of people on a, on a block or whatever. I think you would need, uh, you know, like a, a no. certain set of conditions, right? Because dogs in apartments and stuff like yeah. that. These aren't per capita. It's eighty five attacks in Texas, uh, in in Houston, uh, Los Angeles had seventy four, Chicago okay. had fifty four. So it's just right. simply the numbers. <laughs> Growing up, man, we had a gauntlet on my street. We had Samson on one side of the street and Major on the other, and at least Major was uh, he was like chained up to a uh, to a tree. And he the the lead would only go as far as the the sidewalk. But Samson, I mean, and they were right across the street from each other, and they would bark and go after you. And it was like um, scary and, as hell, especially well, yeah. your kid. And and you know, one of uh, my my and, kid who lived behind me got bit by one of them, and nothing ever happened. We had uh, we had the other day we had to have the invisible fence people come out and tweak our fence. Really? Yeah, because it was they, becoming a little visible. Oh no, 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 no. Oh. They, it, it, the, the dogs, uh, or at least Haley, the the little one, uh, said, "Screw it, I don't care." No way. And started running out in the middle of the road, and we live in a road that uh, people drive by at a pretty so it was toughing fast it out. Speed. Oh yeah, she wow. done it anyway. So we, this. So we had to up the voltage. Wow. And I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you think that that's inhumane. I do not care because it's, from my perspective, it's saving our dogs' lives, right. saving our animals' lives. So, uh, you know, they, they go over and they get conditioned to not go into that area. 
but she had, and she's also gotten bigger since we had that put in. So she so, could, yeah, yeah. So she could handle it a little bit more, and she felt it was worth it, and would run around. What a well, game changer! The invisible fences. Oh my you god! Because we had this dog growing up who, uh, and he was not neutered, which was a mistake. But my dad had this uh, ill-conceived idea that he was going to breed him at one point, and that never happened. Uh, <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds a lot like me right now, bro. Don, you have a loose dog. <laughs> but we had fence around the yard, and that dog would escape the fence all the time. He would just work his way through, and so eventually, finally, we got the invisible fence, and it, of course, it worked. It's, it's well, what it is, it's 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 not like it's the dog is constantly running up and getting electric. I've I've heard the um, it, it's a training device, right? It yeah, conditions it, it makes a noise, right? Exactly. So if they they will get the you know the the, the shock, the sensation, yeah, but the uh, alert, but, but the 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 alert happens before that does, yeah. And so if they linger in an area where the alert is going off, their head blows off. No, their head doesn't blow up, but they will get the they will get the shock. But if they if they it trains them over time when they hear the alert they back away and they don't get it any longer so the uh, the deterrent becomes the beeping yeah and so yep. therefore you can you know you can train them to not go in but it but it's it's that negative feedback that they have to get so prior to this it's, prior to the, the increase in size it was working very well correct oh yeah it was yeah. working great yeah. but uh, we just had to tweak it on her but yeah she the, my dogs are runners you they're <laughs> gone the second you take them out so. Great for dog owners, not so much if you're running by and a yeah. dog sees you and you don't know. You also can't see the invisible yeah, fence. Yeah, totally. So I've had dogs come at me. Like, I, and my, in my head, too, when I run is that if a dog comes after me, I'm going to climb on a parked car. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's, that's your, what, that's your strategy. I would love to that's see that. I would pay good money to see Kathy <laughs> jump up on a car. I love I, it. I figure that most dogs wouldn't be able to get to the roof of the car, so that's where I would go. Go, go on the hood and then the mm-hmm. roof. Anyway, that's that also a uh, story for another time. But yeah, they scare the crap out of me because some of the dogs will run up until the the point where they have to stop. And you know, I don't yeah. know if they're coming at me. Yeah, do you have um, do you wear headphones when you run as well? I do. Yeah. So you can't even like really hear them coming at you. Either. Like, and you know, if I yeah, like some. I mean, listen, I've been scared so many times where I don't see them, and you know, and then all of a sudden I hear this barking because I'm running by. I mean, if I do see them, I'll cross the street or you know, I'll kind of stay away just so I can keep an eye on them. But, yeah, sometimes they get you. Yep. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, fortunately, we have a list of, a list of uh, something that Philadelphia is not on. <laughs> We're All finally right. not on a crappy list. Our dogs don't bite you. That's male, great. Male Our cats do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Uh, let me dig in. Dig in deep there, man. It's the weekend. We need good stuff. Uh, so we're talking about sports now that uh, take place without crowds. Yes. Uh, currently, there is a technology being worked on and tested by a Toronto-based company. They're called Champ Tracks Technology, which was founded in 2018 and currently conducts performance tracking for baseball, basketball, and hockey teams. With no games to process data from, the company has been testing out a new product, and it's called Hear Me Cheer which is being touted as a way to provide fan engagement in the time of social distancing. So according to the founder, Elias Anderson, uh, he said it's a platform designed for fans on the couch to watch your favorite team play and have their audio heard on the broadcast. Hmm. Each fan sits at the couch. Uh, they go to their phone, go to their website. They put their phone down, and in the background, it automatically records their sounds sends it out to our server, and then it creates one audio stream with everyone's sound. So it congregates hundreds of households to create one audio stream. Now, according to him, 
Uh, the process unfolds quickly. Audio gets sent to the company's server. It's filtered out by the web server. Then a group of engineers process the audio, listen for the sound, and filter what they think is appropriate. So it's not really going to be real time. You're, uh, but you're getting a live ambient sound, like an environmental sound. Kind of, yes. yes. It's going to be delayed, though, which it means there is a, there's a way to filter out uh, any heckling as well, especially profane comments. Right. As well as a method to keep the loudest voice from shouting over anyone else. Uh, he said, because there's so many people on the system, once you get above 20 or 30 people, even if someone screams at the top of their lungs, they won't be heard on the broadcast because we do this filtering that basically makes sure that no one voice can be heard over the others. Uh, this is something that has evolved quickly. And according to Anderson, the company is in deep negotiations with eight of the top 12 grossing sports leagues worldwide. Uh, it started when Anderson was in Arizona before spring training was postponed. Uh, he was pitching teams about the tracking offerings from Champ Tracks and suddenly got two messages, messages in the span of about 10 minutes from different engineers saying that they were working on this hear me cheer thing. Hmm. Uh, the goal at the moment is to demonstrate it and use it in front of the leagues that may return a little sooner, which could be the NBA or the NHL. Would you have a problem if, if they, they you know, uh, play one of these games and, and pump in some... Artificial nope. crowd? No, because no. it's going to sound weird anyway. You yeah, know, and it's all so everything. Matter. Every viewing uh, experience is going to be an adjustment anyway, yeah. right? So you, you're already going in with this mindset that like what I'm watching now is not watching the Flyers at the Wells Fargo Center in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's just that's not what it's going to be, right? Uh, so um, you're going to be seeing the gameplay, yeah, yeah. and it's just an accentuation if to it, it. If it enhances it a little bit, even if it's an odd enhancement, I'm all for it. I think uh, hockey will sound cool because the the skates on the ice and and the uh, stick slapping and stuff like that. Basketball is going to sound weird because it's just going to be nothing but squeaking. And you'll hear players, uh, too. Yeah. You know? You're going to hear coaches yelling. You're going to hear yeah. players uh, yelling at one another. So that that sound's going to come through. It's just going to be different. I huh. think I like I like the idea of hearing the players. I think that'd be a cool, you know, like when they mic up guys yeah. and, and you listen to them. Right. I always dig that audio. I think it's I think it's a peek into the game. Yeah. What about, uh, like, the blatant F-bombs and stuff like that? Uh, well, they'll, they'll have a delay, I'm sure. Well, yeah, and yeah. I would imagine the league is going to ask them to, look, guys, they're going to be able to hear us Ratchet a that bit. back. You might have to yeah. pull that back a little bit. Yep. Stinky head. Yep. Just follow me on this. The Dropkick Murphys set a great example for this. They did a concert. They did one of the first streaming concerts right. where they had like a full setup stage. And in between each song, uh, Ken Casey would go to the side and you know take some water, or, like take his breath or whatever, and it was silent. Huh. And there was like one guy off to the side, and he would every once in a while like, Woo! It was really funny. But then when they played Fenway the other day, they kind of figured it out. And in between each song, when Ken would talk or if he needed a moment to like uh, catch himself back up, um, you would like... the Mario theme? Yes! Oh my God, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They would like play like riffs on a guitar. Like the drummer would just kind of like hit a couple notes or something like that. And it just filled up that quiet moment. So they kind of figured out... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I mean, that's... I'm just going to take a break right now. Excuse me. <laughs> but that's kind of what we try to do as well uh, when we're at like live events and things like that. We like to have fill it in some music filling yeah. it out uh, because it's you know it's, it's awkward when there isn't anything 
in the background. So, so all four major sports should just watch that concert and figure out how they figured it out. They should have uh, the drop Kip Murphy's there to yeah, play all the time. Uh, yeah. in between pitches. Yeah. That would be kind of cool mm-hmm. if it was like XFL and there was like bands playing in between mm-hmm. each play. So they're going to try this uh, filtering in the crowd thing uh, well, you from your home, which is kind of interesting. They do do that anyway. I mean, when you're at a you know professional sporting event, they usually have music and, and stuff that, that pumps during... Yes. Commercial oh. breaks and timeouts and all that. Yep, transitions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, what else we got here? Let's find. Uh, let's find something Kathy would be interested in. Ooh. Hot pants. <laughs> uh, the term Kathy's all about hot pants. The term "hot" was tacked onto the style name back in the 1950s due the sh- to the shock factor they brought. Uh, and this trend is one that women originally broke out in protest of their expected dress code at the time. Longer hems and an overall modest aesthetic were the norm back in the day. What's that uh, you wearing there, Molly? I can see your coin slot. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Molly, huh? Yeah. I suggest you get back upstairs and change, young lady. Uh, but that didn't keep women from showing off their bodies <laughs> loud and proud with the evolution of short shorts. And we continue to see the rise of this trend from the 50s to the 70s. And believe it or not, in the year 2020, they are back and hotter than ever. Hot. That's right. <laughs> Sizzling. So hot pants are a thing right now, Kathy. Right, but, okay, what are hot pants? I don't know. Super I... short. Yeah, they're super short. And that not was the... like... Because we called, so like, we called, uh, I think they called them, I don't know, some, some, some sort of version of hot pants, but okay. it was just like what my friends, you know, deemed the, the hot pants. So it wasn't, I guess, actually, so this is just like super short shorts. Yeah, mainly short in, in the front. Okay. Almost like almost like boy shorts. Yeah, in they, the back. Yeah, they, they kind of come up uh, a little bit on the sides on the hip, just a little bit. But Where you see the butt cheek, right? Um, you can sometimes a little bit. Yeah, they're usually very very form fitting. So apparently they're back. This trend is uh, they say is here to say, but the one that's taking off are the knit. Hot pants, oh, Kathy. okay, yeah, yeah. So, you, you have you noticed that? I mean, I've seen it, yeah. Okay, but... Uh, that yeah. would, to me, that would be uncomfortable. They made an impact on the spring-summer 2020 runways and were styled in such diverse ways uh, that it's only a matter of time before the trend started bubbling up in the real world as well. Uh, fashion girls are currently taking... Uh, a particular liking to the knit styles of hot pants, but there are plenty of tailored and structured versions to combat the loungewear aesthetic as well. I don't really wear shorts ever. Never. Okay, really. You don't I like think them. I own three pairs of shorts. Why not? Uh, I just don't. I, I just don't like them. Like, I'll wear a romper, you know, which is like the one piece. Yeah. And that, that'll that be shorts, but that's it. Like, that's my extent of shorts. I don't wear denim shorts you, or so really for, any others. For summer comfortability, you would wear more like a uh, like a sundress over uh, shorts. Exactly. I have like right. nine million dresses. Okay. It's not the not exposing the legs thing. It's just shorts. Just don't, yeah. Shorts are not comfortable to me. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, then you won't be wearing any hot pants. Yeah. I won't have hot, hot pants. F that. <laughs> Especially knit uh, hot uh, pants up your crack. All right. Uh, oh, should we take a break or do we have time? What's going on here? I got to pee really badly. Okay. Well, I'll make this one <laughs> Daddy, quick. Daddy, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> uh, people who work in garages are saying pre-pandemic, uh, every once in a while, they'd have a serious case of a mouse living in and damaging a car engine. But now the issue is getting much more common. Recently, the New York Times reported about a car dealership in Michigan that reported five people called in one week to complain about rats oh. living in their car Man. engine, 
while one technician says he usually sees about two calls per month about mice invading cars. Is this because of cars being used less frequently? Probably. Like Rat Tat Toyota? Uh, this uh, follows last month's announcement from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which warned of unusual or aggressive rat behavior caused in part by many restaurants shutting down during the pandemic. Uh-huh. As the animals depend on the tossed out food scraps. Now the varmints are looking elsewhere for food and your engine could be it. Really? Uh, to lower- What are they dying on? To lower your chances of they eat carburetors. Yeah. Uh, no. To lower the catalytic your, converters. Your chances <laughs> of having this problem drive your car once per day. Leave it parked outside. Going to go and, shake the rats out of the car and consider spraying around the car with peppermint oil or commercially approved rodent repellent. I found a dead mouse in the driveway yesterday, and uh, I was curious as to what killed it because it wasn't. It hadn't been run over. It was just. A dead mouse lying in the middle of the Did it just give up, you think? Maybe. Couldn't take the pandemic? It could have eaten poison somewhere else. I'm out. Oh, yeah. yeah, Maybe poison from inside and Mm -hmm. and then came outside or something. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Goodbye, cruel world. (laughs) You never know. I mean, maybe it was just its time. Maybe it was an old mouse. Yeah, you never hear about animals. uh, Dying of natural causes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They do that, too. It was cute. It's not always a predator or... Oh, so my cat Mia is a mouser, and so she is... We'll bring the mouse to the back door. Yeah. She's the only cat. All of our cats are indoors, but our, our vet actually told us for her psychological welfare, she needs to go out in our yard. Mm-hmm. We, we don't like it, but she does it. So uh, and that gift is there, and you look at that cute little field mouse, and I'm like, sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's what they do. Evolution, They're, they're predators. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Uh, I have uh, Josh on the line about the rats and mice in your engine. Hi, Josh. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Um, I just wanted to say that uh, if you prop your hood open with, like, a piece of wood, yeah. they don't like the light, so they won't, you know. So they're, they're looking for a dark nook somewhere to hide out in. Right. Okay. But what are you going to do? Leave a, leave a piece of wood uh, propping open your hood all day? Yeah, you could. I mean, if you're not going to be using if you're not going to be using your car for like a week, yeah, you know, yeah. then you might as well. If it's I don't really think a concern, you'd have to... why don't you put a disco light under the car? <laughs> a ball, there you go. yeah, disco ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. There you go. All right, thanks, Josh. Appreciate yep. it. All right, yeah. see you later. All right, so and, so it's the light that uh, keeps them out of there. Uh, I guess so, but that's uh, that's apparently a thing that they're seeing more of. And it's directly related to the uh, the pandemic. Well, then I made a big mistake because I replaced that my carburetor with a, a, a wheel of cheese, Preston. Mm, not a good idea. Yeah. All right, and uh, that's all I got in the junk drawer. Thank you for allowing me to uh, clean that out. We're going to take a break uh, a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we're going to have Mr. Judd Apatow joining us. That's around 9 o'clock to talk about the movie The King of Staten Island, which is available now on demand everywhere. We'll be back with The Bizarre Files. Stay there. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt. Registration and complete details at WMMR. And check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 933 WMMR is putting Philly first.
And our fine sponsor this morning is Godshalls. All the bacon tastes 80% less fat. The hometown favorite Godshalls real wood smoked turkey bacon from their family of employee owners to yours. Available at Acme, ShopRite, Wegmans, Redner's, Walmart, and Sam's Club. A Florida man is facing felony charges after police said he let a 12-year-old girl drive his SUV and told her to speed because he wanted to be, quote, a cool father, (laughs) even though he's not her dad. Ah, he just wanted to be. Yeah. Sean Michelson told the arresting officer he is friends with the girl's mother and that the girl and her friends were staying with him for a few days. I got an idea. uh, He said the girl had asked earlier in the day if she could drive his Jeep, so he thought... It would be cool, and that he was just trying to be a cool father, the police report said. Michelson also told officers he had been drinking. Oh, really? The officer said in his arrest report that he spotted the Jeep make an illegal U-turn. I only gave shots to the 12-year-old, though. And then speed away at about 12.10 a.m., he followed the Jeep, reached speeds of 85 miles an hour in a 45-mile-an-hour zone Uh uh, before he was able to pull it over. He said that when he asked the 12-year-old why she was driving so fast, she said... Mickelson told her to. Uh, he's charged with child neglect. And she's quite good, don't you agree, officer? A, the tri- Here's a follow-up story. The trial for a woman accused of dressing as a clown and fatally shooting her lover's wife in Florida in 1990 has been pushed back again. Again! This time because of court disruptions created by the pandemic. Uh, Judge Joseph Marks scheduled the first-degree murder trial of Sheila Keen Warren uh, to begin April 9th of 2021. The trial had previously been set for January and then moved to May. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty, by the way. Keen Warren was arrested in 2017 and extradited from Virginia, where she lived with her husband, Michael Warren. Warren's then-wife, Marlene Warren, were shot in the face in May of 1990 by a clown delivering carnations and balloons. New DNA testing. Sad clown. <clears throat> yeah, right? Uh, new DNA testing led to Keen Warren's arrest. Michael Warren has never been charged with his first wife's death, by the way. A Lincoln, Nebraska man is facing indecent exposure charges after officers say he took off his clothing at two stores in front of witnesses. Walmart staff called police after a man in the store took off his clothes while Walmart. walking. They noticed that at Walmart? Yeah, walking around and, and was yelling. <laughs> Officers arrived and were notified the man had put shorts on and then was running away. <laughs> they said the man was then seen removing his clothing and started running to Sam's Club. Mm. Uh, he responded. Uh, responding officers reported that the man identified as 24-year-old Kyle Schulke tried resisting arrest but was eventually taken into custody. i got work to do. Uh, he was taken to the hospital and is facing indecent exposure and resisting arrest charges. That'd be a letdown if you stripped naked at a store and no one noticed. Right. Yeah. yeah. What's the point? A man was arrested Tuesday accused of riding off with a golf course beverage cart from Stadium Golf Club in Schenectady. Uh, the incident happened just before 2 p.m. as a golf course worker parked the car outside of the club's pro shop to reload it with beverages. And the suspect just jumped in the cart and drove off. <laughs> what are those things like? Are, are they? Are they? Uh, is is this it, a golf cart? Just I mean, a regular just a golf, golf cart? No, no, they're, they're yeah. bigger than a golf. Yeah. Cart. Are they? A lot yeah. bigger. Yeah, and they've uh, but they've got coolers that are mounted onto them, not I your standard it. coolers. They're like you know commercial coolers, 
and they usually have cabinets and have snacks and stuff like that. So he just took off. It's loaded with good stuff, man. I'd love to take over the uh, the beverage cart. Uh, police soon found the cart and the suspect at an apartment complex and took the suspect into custody. Uh, the Winslow Township Police Department in New Jersey took to Facebook Wednesday to alert residents of two bear sightings and to warn them against tempting, <laughs> attempting to take selfies with the bear. Uh, they wrote in part, please do not, I repeat, do not attempt to take selfies with the bear. Uh, it came along with you others. Really do that. You know that if you, you push your volume button, it'll take the picture? Uh, <laughs> he can help you with tips. See that? Isn't that great? Uh, and then tilt it. It makes it more, the composition's a lot nicer. Uh, other safety recommendations. They note that people should never feed or approach bears and that families with homes in areas where black bears have been found in the past should have a bear plan, by the way. Dog, the bear. <laughs> it's like a bear watch, a bear plan uh, that includes. I'm wearing a bear watch right now. It's a Seiko. Uh, that includes an escape route and planned use of whistles and air horns. So we need to have a bear plan. I think uh, so. There's been a lot of more intrusions mm-hmm. of uh, bears into more populated areas because of the lockdown. Uh, we got a. There was a tweeted out video, Nick. You were looking at it earlier this morning, directly to us of somebody that saw a bear in their backyard in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. no way! Yeah, for real. Only no way. Uh, so, and I forgot. Well, Nick's trying find to find it, it right yeah. now, but it was What's pretty... with these freaking jug handles? It was uh, tagged. Uh, we were tagged on it, and sure enough, yeah. We were looking at hey, Jersey? Right Black Bear. It says, uh, hey, Preston and Steve, I know you guys talked about bear sightings before. Just had one at my house Whoa. in South Jersey tonight. Uh, and that was from uh, Colleen Crank, uh, who had posted that. And we wrote back, holy, holy no way. Bear watch. Holy so, no way. Yeah, so. Bear watch. It's uh, making its way around. Uh, And then we'll do one more story. Uh, The San Diego County Sheriff's Department of California said deputies responded to a 911 call early Wednesday morning reporting two cars driving recklessly in Lemon Grove. They tried to stop the vehicles, but both sped from the scene. Deputies called off the chase out of safety concerns before one of the vehicles crashed into the backyard of a home. The vehicle ended up submerged in the home swimming pool. (laughs) So that stopped it, but the driver was actually able to get out and flee the scene before deputies arrived. No injuries were well, reported. You got a story a while ago. It was uh, it was a uh, like a Bentley sports car that ended up in a pool. You remember this? Don't remember yeah, a Bentley, yeah, yeah. but uh, a super expensive car ended yep. up right in the pool. It happens, <laughs> and that is today's bizarre file. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Before we do that, a reminder that uh, there's a new Daily Rush video uh, that is up now. And you can see it at PrestonandSteve.com. It is called Season 5 of The Crown Will Be Weird. Uh, In this season, the Royals are in space and they are wet. Uh, You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly. Uh, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. It's gotten to the point where I can't recognize anything. Any of these videos by the description, and I end up watching it. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. By the way, uh, so Nick returned this week to the studio. Kathy will be returning next week to the studio. I don't know what it's going to be like seeing you wearing makeup again, Kathy. Because I'm not, of... well, listen, I'm not wearing makeup till the 22nd. That's when Nick Murphy comes back. Oh. <laughs> Somebody's got a crush on Nick Murphy. You no, he'll be out. operating the in-studio cameras. Yeah. I, I, te- yeah. I texted him. I said, um, so is are you using video from the studio while you're at home? And he said, no, I'm editing Daily Rush videos that we already have. So I was like, great. So I have till the 22nd. Get another makeup. Week. Listen, I don't have any makeup left. Really? You ran through it all that quickly? <laughs> no, it, I, I was running low on it anyway. because it, So I changed my makeup um, as the seasons change. My skin gets a little bit, you know, the color of it, I, I tan and, and it gets, I wear darker makeup in the summertime. So we were, you know, coming to, to the end of winter. And so um, now I've been outside so much during all of this um, that I need different makeup. I don't have any left. And the makeup that I typically wear, um, the stores are in the malls and the malls are, are not open. That's right. Right. And and listen, I, uh, the online ordering, I always have to go in and they like match my skin color to the makeup. I never remember what I get. I never write down the, you know, the foundation that I'm getting or whatever. So I just go in, they match it up for me. So I can't even order online because I really don't know what I'm supposed to be wearing right now. Description of my skin, it's flawless. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, you know, you'll be back before you know it and things are returning to somewhat normal, but... Um, you know, people have been, a lot of people have been working from home for a while and people are used to like our salespeople being in your standard. Yes. Everyday office environment. Yep. Uh, and some are going to remain that way too. Some are, you know, there, there are offices that are finding out that, Hey, we can conduct business without everybody having to be here and maybe save some costs in the process. So mm-hmm. it's possible. Some people are going to continue working from home. Uh, there My, was a, a website. No, sorry. I'm sorry, Kath, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say real quick, but that's absolutely true. My uncle, um, they actually told him, don't plan on coming back at all. We're getting rid of the office space, and you're just going to work from home from, uh, for now. Okay. Oh, how about that? Okay. There was a website. Steve, what was the name of this thing? Uh, it is uh, Sounds of Colleagues, I believe the name okay. of it is. Something along those lines. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, I'll find it. Let me dig it, it up. It is essentially uh, a very simple website, and it has the ambiance of your workplace if you work in an office and you can adjust the levels of the various things that uh, that normally make sound in right. the office. So if you're working from home, it'll give you it, it, because a lot of people that's sort of the missing element for a lot of people. They feel most there's a level of productivity that apparently occurs when you hear the sounds you're used to hearing when you work. Yeah. And so for many, uh, this is uh, this is actually a welcome uh, app. Uh, or, you know, whether you just play it straight off your computer. But as you were screwing around with Preston, you noticed that it had an advantage for you, which oh, is... Oh, man, it hit my AM- ASMR triggers oh, big really? time. Yes. I was telling Steve, I'm like, I could I could set this on at night as I, as I go off into slumberland and sleep with this all night long on. Because there are a couple of triggers, one of them being uh, somebody typing on a keyboard, which is my main trigger for ASMR. It is soundsofcolleagues.com. All right, and so you have these faders that you can you can bring the volume up or down on, and it's got various things like the general room tone, the coffee machine, people, you know, speaking in right, the background, right, right. the printer, rain on the window, keyboards, which I would crank all the way up, uh, the office dog. 
a telephone and the open window. So they have, they so have a lot covered. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll play a little bit here in a second. All right, so keyboards are your thing. That's yeah. like your main go-to. That would be like a, you know, uh, but what about like ty- uh, typewriters? Oh, yeah, that too. But okay. they're just not, you don't see, you don't hear yeah. them anymore. So, uh, and there are various, if you go on <laughs> onto ASMR sites, uh, there are all kinds of very specific type of keyboards. Uh, kind of more clicky ones, more than some that are like real clacky, really loud. Do you like the clacky ones? <laughs> I like them all. Okay, I love them all. Standard old style, uh, like an Underwood typewriter, would still be soothing to you as well, yes, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Whole all right, so here's a little bit from SoundsOfColleagues.com. So. The bubbling. (laughs) It's if Casey's in the office. Uh, The bubbling is the coffee machine. I was going to say, it sounds a little like Nick eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kath, yours yours at home would be... You know, you don't have to come back into work on that. (laughs) That sounds like it might be the coffee machine. Oh God! That's Nick eating. Oh my God! <laughs> so you could, if you really wanted to, if you missed that uh, that that sound, you can uh, you can just put this on and and pop it up, and it'll fill out the uh, the the silence. There is um, sounds of Nell too, which is another website. <laughs> oh, sounds of Nell. Where are y'all going? I'm so tired. I like. Nail being tata. That's uh, Nell yeah, just it's playing off in the background. Yeah, That's her handling a client on the phone. Can I get that paper by Monday? Yeah, me. Nope. <laughs> Sloan's office. Yeah. Is... <laughs> Vagina. I know. Nothing is over! <laughs> so, sounds of Rambo. Yeah. You're better than that! <laughs> that ain't you! <laughs> no, no, yeah. Nothing is over! All right, yeah, so... If, you, uh, if you're interested, it's, uh, it's called... <laughs> it's called... The sounds of colleagues.com or sound of colleagues. I think you'd make a big difference if you, uh, because there is a weird sort of silence. If you say, if you're working by yourself and yeah. you know, you're in a room, or whatever, um, you know, uh, do you, do you like it? Uh, do you like it quiet when you're doing work? Do you think you're, it's enhanced by the office environmental sounds, Preston, if you're doing any work? Uh, no, I, I, if I, you like it absolutely quiet. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily. I mean, like, what I don't like is uh, television on, yeah. music on, something like that. Oh. It can it can distract. Do you ever work with um, uh, with your headphones on with music on? No, I, I like that. That yeah. helps me to get uh, centered and concentrate. Yeah, not me. I w- uh, as in, in my work outside of being here in the studio it constitutes of of uh, going through stories and and finding interesting things to talk about on the air. So no, I like to be mm, I like to be in the zone as Focused. far as not being distracted. Hmm. Yeah, uh, me too. so yeah, you as well, Kat. The, the head, the mu- like the headphones on with the music, it distracts me because yep. I'm humming and singing and <laughs> yep. dancing, dancing, yeah, <laughs> dancing. I think that's why I like. <laughs> 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 
Uh, I, I think that's why I like fish so much, uh, because the jamming, it, it, you know, you can sort of like... It's mindless, it's dumb, you, you can, and well, you just let it flow. A lot okay. of times when I work when I <laughs> when I work out at home, I will put on like the home shopping channel because I it's nothing I really have to pay attention to, but it's sound. Yeah. No, Casey, it's not it, it flows. It's it, it's got it's a, just music and yeah. it's just sort of a soundtrack to my thoughts. And you know when you have lyrics, um, it's sort of that takes your main attention. Okay, so you're talking about the the longer form. Uh, yeah, the jams and stuff the, like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I could see that. Um, listen, one of the things Casey pointed out with more and more time over the past few months that have been uh, spent at home and lack of uh, you know ability to go out and keep yourself entertained elsewhere that people have maybe tried uh, some things at home. We've talked about this before, various uh, hobbies or new things, maybe improvement around the house, or you wanted to take a crack at this <laughs> or that. And I'm sure that we have both success stories and failure stories. So I wouldn't mind hearing from people who have attempted to do something and found out, no, I just can't do it. <laughs> or surprised yourself by trying something out that maybe even you're just the most mildly in, uh, you know, interested in. And you found out, oh, my God, I'm actually really good at this. Yeah, it can, it can break either way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there is, There has been, and I know this for a fact because there are a few people that we've, are, we have an electrician, Mike, and, and a few other people that we're talking to about stuff that's going to be taken around the house that we want them to come to the house and, and tend to that we had to put off when we went into lockdown. And the general consensus is work is really starting to pick up as they are called on to fix things that people oh, have done. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> what my wife did is, and, and so, you know, this is more like out of necessity, not out of like, oh, I should find a hobby. But um, I think some people have, um, you know, people's hair, <laughs> it's growing and it has gotten past the point where it's going to grow. Hair's going to grow. It's gotten past the point of uh, some, you know, comfortability for some people. And so what my, my wife had a failure and a success on the same day. <laughs> and so let's talk about her success first. Uh, she found a root spray. You know, she gets uh, her hair done. Kath, how often do you get your hair done? Uh, I'm probably every like six weeks, but that I love that root spray. Yeah. So what they, is what is it? Well, it I mean, covers so, up the grays, Steve. It's like almost like a hairspray. So like if you're you have some grays coming in and you can't get to the salon or you're not ready, you know, due for an appointment yet, right, right. You like spray it in a little bit and it'll cover up the grays. So my wife has never tried to do that before. She like you, Kathy, is like every five or six weeks at the salon and um, she gets her hair done that way. But it had gotten to the point where she knew she wasn't going to be able to get there for a little while, so she did that. But also on the same day. Uh, she attempted to paint her toenails, and uh, I couldn't lie. You know, normally we're, um, hey, well, that's, I, your, that's your thing. That's your jaw. Yeah, do I look good in this? And, you know, yes, you look beautiful, and, you know, that's never a lie with my wife because she always looks beautiful, but uh, she showed me her toenails, and I was like, they are hard. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like like nail polish all over, or what? Uh, there Kathy, was some on her face. I mean, Kathy, it looked, uh, and I hope she's not mad at me because it's funny. Yeah. Um, it looked like a four. Well, you'll find out. It looked like a four-year-old's coloring book. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Um, and I was like, "Do you want me to do that for you?" Like, you know? And she's like, "No, no." And I'm just, you know, she she put on uh, these, uh, you know, wedge sandals or whatever, and you know, it kind of covered up most of uh, <laughs> the imperfections. But I I found out that I can't paint nails with. I can't do anything with my left hand. Essentially, the only thing I can do with my left hand is uh, my phone. You know, and so. 
That's that, you know I'm, I'm 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 all thumbs with my left hand. You don't use the stranger every now and then. I, no, I've tried it. Okay, it's like I'm not it, good at the stranger. No, I'm not. I, good at the, I, I'm more an old faithful kind of guy. Okay. You ever see a, a fireman with uh, one fireman and a fire hose? That's like me and the stranger. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I just had to do a pedicure too, Case. I, I got to the point where I was like, all right, this is looking uh, a little mangled. So. And. Well, so I'm pretty good at it for years. Like when I, you know, was first working or, you know, wasn't making very much money, I always did my own nails. So, um, yeah, I was, I was okay with it. I didn't, it doesn't look like a four-year-old painted on my toes. Are you comfortable, Kathy, with shaving your own ass or do what? <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I shave my ass and, uh, and it's, it's hard sometimes. I have made an effort and I'm twirling a drumstick right now okay. uh, to, uh, and, and I've always been able, I can do some twirls with my left hand, certain kinds. But there's one in particular that I can't do, and it's the between-the-fingers twirl. Seems like it would be the easiest. Right, exactly. And so I've been working on that. That's been my thing to work on, and I've, I'm getting better at it. All right. And so but, but uh, can I, you do I, both I, hands? I didn't decide it. Yeah, but the, the left one goes a lot slower than the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, that's a thing I'm like, you know what? I got extra time on my hands. I did I'm it. Gonna finally I'm doing it. And it's it's you know I've been playing drums since I was a kid mm-hmm. and and been twirling drumsticks since I was a kid and I never really took the time to stop and just dude you know yes it's frustrating but you just have to do it and do it and do it until you get it and it took the pandemic for me <laughs> to eventually decide I'm going to learn how to do this. Can we consider it a success then the pandemic? Yes. yes. Yeah. In some in some instances, yes. <laughs> All right, Steve, I know you're kidding about the yeah. shaving of the ass, but um, I'm curious about um, people who go for regular wax treatments. Uh, and That's a good question because you know, that's, that's a critical thing. I've heard through the grapevine that um, home wax uh, kits are on the uptick, buying them, yeah. you know, and so people oh, are yeah. doing that type of thing from home. So, Kath, uh, in an indelicate way, I'm going to ask you, um, have you had to do something like that? Well, so I actually don't get waxed. I have extremely sensitive skin, so I've uh, I don't ever get waxed. Uh, so I'm used to doing it myself. But uh, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who said uh, she feels like Chewbacca, and yeah, she's doing it at home. <laughs> yeah, Let me okay. ask you, and I, I, I want to ask this as delicately as possible: If one were to look <laughs> down there, would one think they were watching the girl from the ring? <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yeah. Steve, you know that I, that would never happen. Oh, that's true. Okay. No. Yeah, but I know sometimes, listen, in this workaday world when you're doing homeschooling and all that stuff, perhaps you let that go. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've been grooming. I actually groomed myself the other day, Preston, uh, there uh, in the uh, the pubal region, and I butchered myself. Yeah, it's yeah, and and I do that every now and then too. In fact, almost every time I I nick something. I was I it was crazy. It looked it looked like I was trying to limbo under barbed wire. Mm. It was would, horrible. Would you ever do the uh, the wax, the home wax? I know you did it for stunt, Casey. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. Never just, again? No. no. Uh, it was too painful? I wouldn't do um, that. Imagine doing it to yourself? Well, that's what I'm curious about. Surprisingly the the uh the back door wasn't the that was like the I don't want to say enjoyable. It was it was, the, it was, the, it was the least. I think, I think it was the, the least painful. Okay, that's wispier hair, right? Than than your, your your pubic hair. I just thought it would be more sensitive. The the area I thought above uh, the the Sackle. Fu- the fupa the fupa so to speak. Right. the pubis that, bone. Yeah, that was the the most painful. Okay, and that, that one bled. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, a couple of uh, texts coming in. Somebody says that they've. Uh, uh, it turns out they're good at pottery uh, making. They had really? Never, they had never tried that. Yeah, I want to try that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> why was it the way I said that? Yes, okay. I want to try that. <laughs> I want. Let's some. Get, <laughs> you sound like Mikey. <laughs> oh, you know. I want to try it. You won't try it. 
I was thinking, Elf, uh, what's a candy gram? I want one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've done, so my planters, you know, normally you can go to, uh, you know, a garden center and you, you buy like the pre-done ones and you just drop them in your planters. Well, you know, since I was here and yeah, I wanted to try it myself. I just bought all the flowers that I wanted and I put them all together myself and I'm like, obsessed with it. I go to the window every morning and I look at my masterpiece. Look at my flowers. It's all about the activities and keeping yourself busy, girls. By the way, that's not the girl from the ring between my legs. <laughs> um, my son Carter has taken on, you know, horticulture as well. He's We he, we just harvested some lettuce day before you. Lettuce? Yesterday. The crap that your son has done between the uh, jellies and jams. Uh-huh. What else did he do? C- uh, cakes. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. and gardening. Now, and now he's doing the gardening. Pickling. Uh, pick, yeah, pickling on top of the Parker's the learned the art of sleeping in the hallway. Yep, he knows how to do that. He's got that down pat. He is alive, right? Uh, he yeah, turns okay. out he was alive when I fell on him the other day. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else have come <laughs> the in? The art of sleeping through a suplex. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. It says, uh, I have learned that I can actually run more than one minute at a time. I still hate running, but I keep doing it because I actually benefit uh, from the runs by losing weight. Dude, I started running. Uh Two weeks ago, at my girlfriend's request, and uh, run away. <laughs> no, we're doing it together. Just, oh, it's always good to have a partner. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, she she definitely motivates me to do it. But I just I hate it. I can't I stand hate running. Running. I love hiking. Me I too. hate running. It's, and it's good. And it's okay to hate running. <laughs> and it gets your heart uh, heart rate up. I, I totally understand the benefits for it. And and people that take to it. Love it, especially like if they're starting to use it as a way to mean uh, hike to, at a good clip. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like maybe even trail running or something. That, like I've that, done but, that, and yeah. I enjoy that. I enjoy that even over the, the. It's sort of like a parkour kind yeah. of hiking I, I thing. Pe- people aren't breaking their ankles doing that trail running. Yeah. Like, Kathy, I'm a superstar. <laughs> I never liked running with people though. I don't know what it is. Uh, Do you like running after people? Don't like that either. Never really cared. Well, when I was a kid playing capture, that was fun. But um, no, I you know just because I just I like to run at my pace. Yeah, and I felt like if I was running with somebody, I'm either slowing them up or I'm speeding myself up. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to run with others Mm -hmm. as well. That's that's a solitary sport as far as in in my preference. Don't you feel compelled a little bit at some point to sort of talk with the person? Yep. I guess. And that's I annoying. I've never actually. I've never run with anybody. I've, right? I've run with a few people when when they've asked me to go because I I can you know I can pick it up. I, I'm 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 I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. It's good motivation. But I don't like it when you buy when I'm by myself. I just I'm not motivated enough to keep running. I mean, like I'm just you know what I'm You're tired. eating ice cream. Um, yes, <laughs> and it's hard to run with an ice cream cone. No, it Nick, isn't. I still run. My Sunday's but, spilling all over the place. Nick, I still run a lot, but I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Like, so, I'm not a runner that actually enjoys it. Every time I have to go, I'm like, I hate this, but I'm going to feel better after. If you could affix something to it that you enjoy, do you, do you wear uh, earbuds? Do you, do, what do you do? Are you, you listening to music as you run, obviously? I do. I usually listen to music. Um, if I run with somebody, I'm hoping that they're a better runner than me and they can do all the talking because I can't yeah. necessarily F talk that. while I'm running. Uh, but then I'll have, like, good days. Like, just the other yeah. day, I ran for 40 minutes. Like, I, I haven't done that in, in a while, and I felt good. Like, I could have kept going i just happened to <laughs> reach my house at that point i always felt like uh you know th- with the three like running swimming and biking that i always felt the most accomplished after a run even if it was like look, all right but i can i can cycle for hours right yeah i could swim for you know i usually swam at most for about an hour hour 15 minutes but running 
30 minutes, and even, you know, just 30 minutes, I that was the most rewarded I felt at the end. I haven't I haven't been running in a while. There was a stretch where I was doing it, and where I felt motivated, Nick, was, um, you know, and at first you run not very far, and you're like, okay, I'm done. Yes. You know, um, but the next time you do it, you can go just a little bit farther. A little and bit. the next time after that, a little bit farther. And so that, I found that motivating, being able to get to this point and having a couple of points in my mind, man, if I can make it there... Then I've progressed. You so can make I'm... it anywhere, <laughs> and then then I was able to uh, to continue to motivate motivate myself to do it. So I try to set goals. You that's, know? Yeah, that's good, and that's a, a great way to do it. We've been, uh, you know, we take walks, and so we we get to a certain point on the walk, and then run from there, and then uh, run a little bit further or whatever. But there have been times where we've taken a walk and gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, are we we're we still doing the running thing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's where having a partner with you is like, yep, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do I, it tonight. I can honestly, if you want to get out. And you're looking for a hybrid that you know that that's that, that'll give you that sort of exercise. If you do the Wissahickon Trail, yeah, and you there are points at that. So there's one part there. It's a part of the trail that's a little bit more gravelly and paved, and there's another part that's pretty raw where you're going up and down. And and I mean, it is different terrain. It's beautiful. You're you're running along the creek. It's wonderful, and you can go for miles. Yeah, there's so and many. That's great, what I do. So many great trails in our area. Casey, do you enjoy biking? I do. Okay, so it's it's a pleasurable activity for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so the other part of it is, like running. Even like uh, you know, good runners, calf. Like you ran for forty minutes. You know, you're. I don't even know. Like you're not even going that far, but like cycling in forty minutes, you can haul I, ass. I can haul ass, and I can go far, and I can see more. Right? Like, I can um, see my I house. See, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, are you 40, getting as much of a workout as you would be in a run in forty minutes? Uh, well, it depends on how fast you're going. If I'm going at nine miles per hour, no. Right. But if I'm going like fifteen to twenty, yes. Okay. Yeah, no right. doubt. Uh, what, what about you at home with the, uh, you got the stationary bike and you had to, yeah. to pull it out of your ass, you said. It's it's pretty cool. I've gotten, my butt has gotten used to the. Uh, you have a butt, bl- butt blister, as they the, say? The saddle. It's just, it's it, it pushes on your taint. It, honestly, there's got to be a better design. And I've I've had, <laughs> I, I've found my thing. It is the hiking and that's always what it's going to be. But occasionally I do like to ride a, a bike and, and man, that seat is always a goddamn issue. And they don't create. Bigger seats, like how come well, they have innovations? They, they do. They, I mean, they have bigger seats, but you know, like believe it or not, that the seat design is pretty good. Oh, you, what about you, oh the old style seat, the way it used to be? Remember, Preston? There was sort of more like a platform as opposed to this thin thing that goes right up your butthole. Yeah. They still have those, just not on yeah. like the types of bikes that you're doing, right? You know, yeah. Twenty to fifty yeah. mile bike rides. Yeah, just get, why not? Get, you can do that. Get bike shorts, and you know, it, it yeah. takes a little bit. Um, Preston. <laughs> Let's make a push for old-style bike seats, Preston. Well, you're pretty good at the penny farthing. You could just do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, and you can chant and sing the whole time. <laughs> penny farthing. Uh, no, but Good days, huh? But I've gotten to where I've, uh, I have I enjoy it because it's a it's one of the, it's not a Peloton, it's Nordic track. But anyhow, I can take a bike ride through Seoul, Korea, or through, um, you know, uh, somewhere in Norway or Turkey. Because they have the videos. And, and, yes, and you go with the instructor on this ride, and they're pointing out historical things, and they're like, all right, that I'm on board with. What if at cool. some point you actually get to visit Seoul, Korea, and somebody turns to you and goes, Preston? Preston? <laughs> oh, my God! What are you doing I was here? really there! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Cat... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go. No, nope, because important. I'm going to switch gears. Go okay. ahead. Uh, but, Kath, like, so uh, Chuck and I, we rode to um, 
Stone Harbor the other day, and then he had told me that he had never really gone to Cape May. So, like, this weekend, we're going to go to, you know, I'm going to show them all through Cape May. And then on your we'll, tricycles? On, no, no, no. Uh, but, no, I, we have hybrid bikes. Uh, right. You know, I, you can either do a road bike or I prefer the hybrid. But, uh, you know, I'm going to th- show them all through Cape May into the villas. We're going to go to the Cape May Ferry, and, like, so you can you can see way more and i that's the aspect of cycling that i like by the way the tricycle comment was not a joke they no. they actually they both have tricycles and casey both mm-hmm. have tricycles well his is way cooler i'm currently re ha- refurbing mine now i i was i was busting balls because they're riding uh tricycles <laughs> but i found out a little bit more about them it's what they're going to do with them that i'm like okay this i can see because chuck Kathy, i don't know if you heard this or not but chuck is putting on the front of his mm-hmm. Longhorns, like you would see on a, an old caddy. a Texas oil, uh, you know, an oil baron's caddy, uh, you know. So he's putting those on. The, I'm like, okay, they're on there now. Now I get it. It's ridiculous. It looks amazing, and That's I saw great. it, and I go, okay, well, now challenge accepted. It's tough to top that. It is. It is. But to, and I won't be able to. You know, that's if I did anything like that, it would just be copycatting. So yeah. I got to do my own thing. So why don't you get like a a, a hang glider canopy? <laughs> And, and put it on top. No, you know what? I'm going to outfit mine with some with some badass lights and stuff. But uh, okay, uh, right now I just I redid my rims. I was going to buy new rims, and then I ended up just getting some rust-oleum like metallic spray paint. Speaking of modes of transportation, uh, manual modes of transportation. My son, uh, not that long ago, got a longboard, and uh, so I was like, okay, you going to try it? I'll, I'm game. I'll go out and give it a shot. It is so much fun. Oh, really? Yeah, rode through the neighborhood on it. We got some pretty steep hills in my neighborhood. Really? A little scary at first, uh, but way cooler than your standard skateboard because I'm not going to be doing, you know, what are some of the some of the tricks? You're going to do some ollies and Yeah, I'm not, not going like to do that. ollies or gleam the cube or no hot curls. Well, I don't know, maybe a hot Carl or a Dizzy <laughs> Gillespie. But uh but I that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay, I might have to get a longboard. Were you wearing any sort of a helmet or something? I was wearing anything? a helmet. Okay. Yep. Yeah, definitely. You kidding kind of me? I was prepared to to hurt myself. Yes. I thought for sure that I would. Because the I, time you don't think you will is when <sighs> you will. But I wasn't wearing, you know, wrist or knee or elbows. Uh the the main uh accidents are uh, wrist injuries from right, stuff right. like that. Oh so. man, just a road rash. Yeah. I, I would definitely wear knee pads, I think, just because. Uh, you can see I, yourself going down I on your knees? See, oh, no doubt. He likes yeah. to give. I like to go down on my knees. Yes. <laughs> That's really what it's about. Yep. Hey, man, that was great. I don't know how you stayed down there so long. But his knee pads. I talked about getting another one, and Carter was like, well, make sure you get a motorized one. They do have those. And he's like, because going up the hills is a pain in the ass. And I was like, and I, I always think of it as almost like a, an exercise type of Thing, but you know, you're going up and down hills, and, and you know, you're not going to be if, you, to be more consistent running, obviously, or biking would be more of an exercise. So, so but uh, yeah, I guess they have ones that, that are powered. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of them. So, and the you, longboard has four wheels, Preston. Yeah, yeah, and that looks power, good. It's, it's like a skateboard, but a lot longer. Okay, yeah, and you sort of power it with like a basically a joystick. Marissa just came in and showed some road rash. What is that from? No, hold on Who's a second. I went rollerblading the other day uh, up and down Market Street, and yeah. then a SEPTA bus was coming. <laughs> Whoa. And there's and? no brakes on those. <laughs> and there's no brakes. <laughs> did no you, brakes. what would you do? Did you try to spin or? So and... I was, I, I was really good. I was really good at like riding through the intersection and just like going and like 
taking my momentum. Um, but this time I didn't know the Septibus was going, was turning and I was going straight. So I decided to like swing really fast and I thought I could just like make like a big turn and, and yeah. ride it out. Oh, I crashed and burned. Your boyfriend is a world-class inline skater. Yes. Uh, what did he have to say about that? He laughed. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You guys are meant for each other. Yeah. Personal injury is the highlight of your life. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I've not looked into uh, the motorized uh, longboard and how much they cost, but that might I'm be looking at a few of those things. Yeah. Um, Steve, my neighbor, by the way, because you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that um, it's like a giant wheel and, and basically a skateboard all around it. The one wheel. Yeah, the one wheel. My neighbor has one, and it, it looks really cool. Is it easy to ride, or is well, it a death trap? Well, for me... And you, it might be more of a, a death trap. What about trap, a car? But... Four wheels, something you can Dude, sit in. Yeah. Do they really cost $1,000 for those oh, We're things? looking at one for 950 bucks. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because, listen, when the hoverboards first came out, they were like $600. Were they really? Yes, they were. Wow. Yeah, they were They were not cheap, man. So, uh, And this, the one board thing, or the one wheel, um, is that made for off-roading stuff? Yes, you okay. can do that as well. Okay. And the, the real trick I understand, I was watching some videos on it when I was doing my due diligence and researching them, is to be riding along and get it up on a curb, is to go from the actual street to the sidewalk. Nick also found an all-terrain skateboard of sorts. It's motorized as well. Jesus, it's $2,000. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty badass. It looks That's like awesome. Look at that thing. Taking a lot of different places and uh, and you know and be out in nature with it, but that's uh, that's a lot of money to spend. The, the the weird the funny thing would be like I'd buy that and then I go, oh yeah, I don't have anywhere to ride this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and I got to get that. All right, now what do I do with it? And then always you always have to remember you in the garage pulling the thing out of a box and going, why did I buy this? Oh yeah. yes, because that's invariably going to happen unless you just get totally seduced into it and it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, why did I get this? Yeah. I got my electric scooter. I got a Segway electric scooter. Are you using it? I'm using it all the time. All the time? All the time. What's your favorite toy down the beach? Like something like that. Like I know you want to get that, a golf cart at some point. Yeah. But... Uh, no, actually, I don't know if I would ever get a golf cart. Oh, I thought that you were aspiring to it. I, all right. But the more I look at it, I'm like, well, then I would feel like I would have to drive it all the time. Yeah. And I really don't need to. Now when I have a tricycle. De- definitively, what is <laughs> case with that, with that scooter, all of those things, what is, what is the most fun and the safest? Uh, well, the scooter that I have is, I think, um, it's it's fun and safe. Uh, I wouldn't feel safe. Uh, I, I, I feel like I need a, the handlebar. And you book you know? along it. What's what's the speed? What's the speed you book along at? Uh, well, I need somebody to ride alongside me because it says I'm going 25. I don't know if I'm going actually going 25 or not. All right. You know, have you tried to jump anything in it? No, no, I won't do that. No, and and the reason I like it down the shore is because it's flat. Um, the the ground is paved properly. It's not like a very very bumpy ride. Um, that's why, like you know, the, that like, the idea of a longboard down there I just, would be I, perfect. My yeah. logical assumption, I think, an accurate assumption, is that I will become a quadriplegic on whatever I use. <laughs> so it's got to be absolutely tested and as safe as possible. Now you don't have the Vespa down the shore, right? I do. You do? Yeah, it's parked at my cousin's house, though. Wait, given your your brother's taking the Vespa or the tricycle, what would you do? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, it depends on where it you're depends going. On, yeah, it depends if, on how if, far if I'm you, going. Yeah, if you're going to a biker rally, you got to take the tricycle. you got to yes. take the trike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, listen, this has been fun, but our guest is on the line. We only have a few minutes with him. He's very, very busy. He is promoting uh, his latest film, uh, which came out today, comes out today, on demand everywhere, and it's called The King of Staten Island. And it's uh, it's 
in a nutshell, in in sort of, it's Pete Davidson's story. Yeah, right? yeah, and okay. he's uh, one of the the, uh, the the co-writers as well and producers. Pete Davidson, uh, and we're very appreciative of this gentleman, not only of his body of work, but the uh, charitable contributions that he's done for the Camp Out for he's Hunger and just been a good friend over the years. Please welcome Mr. Judd Apatow yeah. to the show. Judd, good morning, sir. It's good to finally be back. Yes, yeah, good to have you back, man. Um, has uh, quarantine been treating you okay? Oh, my gosh. I think me and my family, it's been too long. We're heading into month four together. Yeah. And uh, we're like four weird roommates. We're drinking a lot of White Claw. We're, we're like five minutes from all doing mushrooms together. The lines are blurred. The lines are blurred. Do you find yourself understanding how prison riots erupt at this point? I just don't think they realize that they would ever have to spend this much time with their dad. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a nightmare they cannot believe. That they thought, like... You know, we're young women. We can leave and start our lives. And it's like, no, you can't start your life. We're going to hang out here with Dad and watch 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my fiance. God, my wife's stuck on that. But listen, we only have a few. We'd, we'd go on and on about 90 Day Fiance. But listen, one of your daughters is in uh, The King of Staten Island, correct? Yes, my daughter Maud is in the movie. And, I mean, yes, and she's, you know, she's on that TV show Euphoria. She's working now. and That's great. Now I just try not to screw her up. <laughs> no, she's really, I mean, she's really good. I, I watched it last night. Really enjoyed it, Judd. Uh, it's got that thing that you do so well. It's just engaging. Uh, and there are a number of um, revelations in the movie. We all love Bill Burr, but he is yeah. really damn good in this movie. And as Shocking. Pres- Shockingly good, and he make, he rocks a mustache like nobody's business. He's a sensitive actor as well. Who knew the guy who yelled at Philadelphia was so sensitive? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he he is great. But as Preston said, it is basically Pete Davidson's story. You'd worked with him on uh, Trainwreck, and did this idea to work with Pete go all the way back to that point? Yeah, after Trainwreck, I mean, I had a sense like I think this is going to be a very successful person that people want to watch and i did say let's let's try to write something it took us about three or four years to really get this going and at first we were writing something kind of silly and but then slowly you start talking and going should we write about the real stuff you know like should we go all the way yeah and he was very brave about it and i think the movie's very funny but it's very personal and moving and uh it's exciting to get it out there He's always been, a, I, I feel like, a, a candid person since he's arrived on the scene in, in SNL. And, and listen, Judd, I, I know that you're a huge fan of stand-up comedy, and I couldn't help but notice a ton of different stand-up comedians in the movie last night. In fact, uh, we're, we're friends with Rich Voss. I had to text him saying, I have love seeing you in the movie, but also uh, Liza Traeger. Uh, Keith Robinson. I'm like, I know that guy. That's Bonnie it. McFarlane. He, Bonnie McFarlane. Uh, well, Keith Robinson's a Philly guy. Uh, obviously, Bill Burr. Um, and then Carly Aquilino. You just, uh, what is it about stand up comedians that make them such um, decent actors? I, I, I don't know. I think that they just are generally really smart and, and very in tune with how they're feeling. They're very comfortable with just being in front of people or. On stage, yeah, we have Ricky Velez is also a great comic who plays with one of his best friends. Derek Gaines is a comic who plays the guy who does this fight club night yes. with him. That is great. It's, it's great. It's packed, the comics and, and, and the great uh, Lynn Coplitz plays Marissa Tomei's sister. So it's, I, it's I, a I, I have to ask. Okay, okay, I knew I knew who that was. 
I have to ask uh, on the uh, on that thing. So they're not to give too much of the movie away because there's so much that's, that's really uh, good and, and needs to be revealed to you as you watch it. But there is sort of a Fight Club thing that occurs over tips. Uh, is <laughs> yeah. that is that predicated on anything that actually happened? It seems so outlandish. I was actually wondering if it had any basis in reality. Well, it's a very Staten Island thing to do, which is at the end of the night when Pete was a busboy, the, the owner used to make them do Fight Club, for, <laughs> just fight for their tips. <laughs> and they would put on these Hulk hands and just beat the hell out of them. So that's real. Uh, Dear that God. real. You know, oh, it, yeah. it's funny with, with uh, uh, Pete because I, I, I've liked him, and then there's been times where it's like, gee, it seems like he's kind of going off the deep end, and but I always sort of rooting for him. And I have to say, and this is a, 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 a compliment to you and to him and the whole cast of the movie, I have a better understanding of where he's coming from because obviously so much of it is personally, you know, the, the death of his own father during as a firefighter during 9-11. You know, it's, it's obviously a huge point of this. And that really can send anybody off, you know, something like that into, into, a, uh, into a spiral. But he seems to be in a really good place and very proud of this project. Yeah, I think he's, he's doing great. And, you know, he's been through something that most people can't even imagine. It's... it's uh... It, it's just so sad, and it's connected to a national tragedy, so it's very hard to move on from. Right. Because people talk about it constantly. It's, I think it's a very specific type of grief. But he's so sweet and so funny. He's a really great, generous guy, and I'm glad that people are getting to know what he's really like. You know, another breakout is this. I don't, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing your name, but Bell Powley? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes Bell Powley plays the love interest, and... She is on that uh, show, The Morning Show. She's got the best Staten Island accent, and she's from London. So That's it's really crazy. Weird. It's amazing wow. yeah. because I'm so I'm I'm from New York. I know you, obviously you are as well. And, and Staten Island to me was always like, oh man, we're going through Staten Island now. Yeah, <laughs> traffic always bogs down, and, and, and the whole spirit uh, is, is captured. I had no idea because she was nailing the accent. It was it was tremendous. Yeah, she is a, a, a genius. She's like literally. Uh, Gina said, we would laugh and be like, one day it's going to be so weird she was in this movie. People would laugh. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's like a Brie Larson, you know, in Trainwreck. We always get one. We're like, yeah, they don't even know they shouldn't be here. <laughs> I um, I love yes. your movies because your movies are so many different kinds of movies in one. They're, yeah. they're dramas and they're comedies. And um, and uh, I, there was, a, I thought, a really, really funny moment. And it looked like it was Pete Davidson's actual grandfather in the movie. Is that correct? Yes, his grandfather, who took care of him a lot when he was a kid and <laughs> got him interested in movies has this great moment where he just trashes colleges yeah. and just slams every college and lists the lunatic who went there. So he's like, Ted Bundy went to Temple. <laughs> <laughs> Bundy went to Temple. It's, it's really, really good. How long did that particular scene take to shoot? I made him say like 300 different people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of colleges slammed, and, uh, and he was so funny. And it, it was a real full circle moment for his grandfather to be in the movie and get such big laughs. Outtakes are one of my favorite uh, parts of, of what you do because you let the you give the freedom to the actors to you know improv and, and have a good time with it. And uh, you know, like this is forty just generated some great stuff. Are are, are you planning to release some uh, some B roll stuff from this? From uh... I, I literally just was going over. All my... The gag reels yesterday because obviously Bill Burr, you know, so much of what he did in the movie was improvised oh, sure. and things he wrote and thought of. And there's a lot of people who know how to do that. So there'll be something coming out pretty soon. But we're just we're just thrilled that people can get it. It's on everything. I think it's like Apple and Amazon and whatever whatever machine you have. If you scream 
screen. Siri, Alexa, play it. Yeah. It just comes up. Last one, question. One last question I have to ask you. Which of Pete Davidson's tattoos makes you say, why? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not a tattoo guy because I'm so hairy. I, I couldn't, everyone would be a bearded lady. I think. <laughs> yeah. Not really the guy that understands. I got you. All right. Well, listen, everybody make it a part of your weekend viewing. It is out now. The king of Staten Island, Judd. Always uh, really cool to talk to you. Thanks for coming Thank on. Thank you, guys. Take right. care. Be Good well. luck with everything. Judd Apatow. And uh, the King of Staten Island. That's cool, man. All right, we do need to take a break, so we're going to do that thing, and we'll come back in just a moment. You know what? I got a case of beer, because you've been so good, uh, to give to caller number 20 at wow. 215-263-WMMR. I have a case of Slime Fox Hellas Golden Lager. It's crowd-pleasing local favor. goes well with just about anything. It's refined malty sweetness. Uh, combined with gentle, noble hops. Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced for easy drinking. And don't forget, outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations. You can also order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. We'll be back in just a moment. What's new? Why do you ask? The Black Keys. The Rolling Stones. Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Let's eat, shall we? Because the connoisseur's in the studio. It's time for the connoisseur. Leading into the weekend, everyone wants to know all about food. Yes. It's tiring to do that voice, you know? I'm sure it is. You don't have to do it every time, Steve. I, I do like it when you Thank do you. it. Thank you. If, it, uh, if it's tough, I understand. <laughs> hey, um, I have a couple different directions we can go in. I, I have a few stories about, you know, restaurants and fast food places. And then I have some little known facts about food in general. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lead with a couple of this, the, the news stories. Cause Give those, us the ringers, yeah. Those are time-sensitive. And, uh, <laughs> like, the fact that uh, KFC has confirmed to multiple news outlets that they are replacing their long-standing menu item, potato wedges. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. That's, like, one of the only... No! <laughs> That's one of the only vegetables they have there. No, what? No, uh, that's so one of the only things I you know like? the only things I like from their menu. I think they're... Uh, and, I, Steve, I know that's your go-to for uh, Halloween, right? I, I love their... Uh, obviously, what they're known from, it happens to be in the name. I love their fried chicken, and I, I do, do love the potato wedges. Yeah, mm-hmm. I prefer uh, Popeye's fried chicken over I was KFC. Asking, man. No, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, Pop- Popeye's, Popeye's is great. Uh, absolutely. But I, I, I do love Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're going to replace the potato wedges with their recently tested... Secret recipe fries. Can't they have both? KFC told the Thrillist, uh, "We can confirm KFC's secret recipe fries, tested last year, are rolling out nationally to replace wedges." I like the idea of secret recipe fries because the secret recipe is what makes the chicken taste so damn good. That's um, what uh, Carlin Sanders years ago. That was his thing. The secret recipe. He said, "While we know the the release uh, said, while we know that there are wedge lovers out there who may be disappointed, consumer rep- response to our secret recipe fries during the test and the rollout has been overwhelmingly all right positive. Well, I want to be open minded, but so. I do. I've always I, I have liked the wedges. So, uh, but the, this is an interesting notion. Case, uh, you're right. I'll leave my mind open to this. So yeah, remember, re- that's the only thing I've ever had from there. I never had their chicken. Really? You just had their their wedges, potato yeah, remember, wedges? Yeah, we talked about it a little while ago. Okay. C- original or extra crispy? 
Original. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it. Nice and greasy and yeah. Mm. That's if you're gonna go in with fried chicken, you go gotta, all in. You gotta go all in. All right, uh, here's another thing, and this one has to do with Arby's, and it's not necessarily about anything on their menu. They're not messing around when it comes to their bags. A social media user recently shared a video after making a discovery about the Arby's bags. Apparently on the bag, it's written and says that the Arby's roast beef sandwich bag can hold 25 pounds. 25 pounds? Yes. Using a nearby weight, they were able to test the bag up to 20 pounds and found that it was able to hold that. Uh, This guy, Austin Bennett, shared footage of the discovery to TikTok where he asked Arby's why their bags were so strong, and Arby's surprising, not surprisingly responded, because we have the meats. <laughs> uh, now, while the bag's secret may have been revealed, Arby's name actually has a surprising history uh, in its own. I always thought it had something to do with roast beef, Arby's. Exactly. Most people seem to believe that it's pronounced, you know, that, yeah. that the initials R-B stand for roast beef, and therefore they just spelt it out phonetically. Right, right, right. That is not the case. How about that? According to the company history shared by Arby's, Forrest and Leroy Raffle had previously been in the restaurant equipment business before they got the idea to open fast food restaurant to compete with the likes of McDonald's and KFC. And after sampling a roast beef offering from a Massachusetts sandwich shop one evening, they set to work perfecting the item for introducing it to their very location. They didn't settle on the name Arby's right away. Uh, according to the chain, uh, the raffles considered a name Big Tex, but another businessman in Ohio was already using that name. So they settled on Arby's, a play on the initials for Raffle Brothers. Really? Yes. Would never have gotten that. Mm. And not R.B. Roast Beef. We, uh, I, I, you know, I grew up with an Arby's just a few blocks away from where I, I lived, and um, you could see the Arby sign from my bedroom window. It was a Look. gigantic um, mother, hat. come in <laughs> here. Cowboy's hat. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. How yeah. would it? Would it? Was it so bright it lit up the room? Um, like no. the Kenny Rogers restaurant in Seinfeld? Not like that, but I mean, it was you know, it it definitely lit up. And but I mean, even you know, during the day you could see it. It was just it was yeah. enormous. I wonder whatever happened to that thing. Hmm. To the sign or yeah. the restaurant? I want I want to put it up in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Well, it's from my childhood. Uh, here's a, a story about ice cream. Uh, Baskin Robbins has revealed its flavor of the month for June. Uh, it is called Surprise Party. The colorful flavor features pink and blue ice cream. Kentucky Fried Wedges. Tastes like cake batter swirled with yellow ice cream that tastes like buttercream. Hmm. Uh, the flavor is only available until the end of June. Now, I brought this up because I saw the word cake in it. Yeah. I had at, we have a Dairy Queen not far from us. And uh, we did an ice cream road trip, which sometimes means uh, ice cream for dinner instead of regular dinner. There is a place for that. There is. Yeah. And we did that, and then we have dinner for dessert. Later on, you can get something to eat. You just grab something on your own. But, <laughs> but, but, but d- dinner time, ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love it when we do that. So we pulled up, and I hadn't been to DQ in a while, and I saw they had these things called cake shakes. You familiar with I, cake no. shakes? Uh, n- they ha- and they had a tiramisu cake shake, and I'm like, one please. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. So really, they, they actually they blend into the shake tiramisu know, cake. Oh, okay, yeah, so, all right. Uh, but it had the tiramisu flavor, but like a sponge cake. Uh, tiramisu cake, uh, tiramisu can be made with like lady fingers, so maybe right. that's what they're putting in there. Okay, uh, and I gave a full on 100 percent thumbs up on uh, the cake shake. The great they also, thing. 
They also put some uh, cake uh, crumbles on the top, too. Crumbles as well. All right. Yeah. And it says right here, Preston, low-cow. Oh, no, it does not. <laughs> How do you eat it? You drink it. You drink it. You can drink it oh. because it's blended up enough to where it will go through the straw. I guess it's eat very, it. It's very soft. <laughs> eat that. Eat that. Drink it. in there. Uh, but they, um, I guess they blend it up enough, Nick, where, or the cake is tender enough. I don't mm. like the concept of the, like, like a, um, like a regular sheet cake kind of, you know, yellow cake batter. You it, don't like that? Not, not an ice cream. No. Uh, oh, you know. oh, okay. Right. You gotta, you gotta try this though. <laughs> no, the tiramisu, I love tiramisu though. I would be down with that. You're talking about the batter you don't like, but right. like, like if it were baked cake. It'd be fine. You'd be fine. I'd be fine. Because you like that Zaz ice cream and I, they have uh, and that's black really magic. Good. Yeah. Yes. I had come Zaz to... Zaz is awesome. I don't remember if I said this on the air or not, but I had come to, I think, and maybe I'll try it this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to try and blend Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Vanilla Ice Cream together and oh, kind of make, yeah. my own, make my own blizzard. You should. Yeah. May I, I, may I recommend something? Yeah. Well, you, you can do it however you like. But if you want to be able to to drink it, if you want to... No, nah, I want to, I want it oh, to okay. have a blizzard. I want to rub consist- it on my face. <laughs> I want to rub it on my... Call myself a what? A bitch. That's yeah. right. Um... <laughs> That's right. I want to be able to eat it with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, fairly thick consistency. It's going to have to. It's going to come out like a blizzard then. Right. Uh, most likely. Yeah, that's what I was saying. But, but you probably, since you're not using soft ice cream to start with, okay, uh, you are going to have to add a little bit of milk to it. Okay. Just a tad. All right. Okay. Yeah. I have <laughs> this up. amazing milkshake maker that just this wonderful human being gave me. They gave. They just gave it to me. This awesome person. That's you. Um, I gave that to you. You did. Awesome. Yeah. So I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. It's old school with the. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <with> yeah. The- <laughs> Preston's, Preston's memories. Yeah. Casey, it was like I was Casey, banging a. Casey okay. just did the like the the finger bang motion. <laughs> did I say that even? I yeah. Know, sure. Finger bang is fine. Finger blast yeah. is what yeah. I meant to say. The finger blast motion yeah. when he goes. <laughs> well, which is weird because it really kind of dangles down. It would be more like. Yeah. Um, would that, would I, would you think that I would need to use that or a regular blender to? Mm, Either way, it's going to liquefy pretty good. Um, I don't know. Try a little trial and error. Try try both of them. Marissa? Casey, I want to make this even easier for you. Mm -hmm. I was in Acme the other day and I was in the frozen food section and they now have Lucky Charms. And cinnamon toast crunch flavored ice creams. I don't want flavored. I, yeah, well, they're not I, yeah. flavored. It literally has the cereal in it. Oh, well, there you go. Well, there I Your go. Your work has been done for you. Uh, yeah, but you, you kind of wanted to do it yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, after you do it once, and you're mm-hmm. like, "That was good," and then yeah. the next time you're at Acme, you're like, "Ah, it'd be easier to spy." Steve, I was thinking if I did that, would you uh, would you put a caramel drizzle on it? Uh, I would like to try it in its rawest cinnamon crunch version first. <laughs> yeah, and you're, the, you're and, a yeah, yeah, and then, and then build from there if it needed it. I, I think I'm going to go purist because I don't want to dilute the original flavor. I love Cinnamon Crunch. Okay. And, and the ice cream would be great. What's Jace want to say? <laughs> Jace, what do you need, honey? Come on over. You, be you on the radio. You don't have to whisper. What? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Kathy's sitting here on FaceTime. She's going, <laughs> shh. shh. You okay. can, go ahead. You can play the iPad for a little bit longer. Okay. Get out. Mommy, do you have the girl from the ring between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> You're lucky it's your birthday. I know. I got away with that. Um... All right, talk uh, right now, honey. Like, <laughs> no, uh, it's cute though. He just he misses you. <laughs> All right, uh, he misses on the air, mommy. Now we're going to talk about beer. Uh, brewers worldwide are making a stout beer called Black is Beautiful to support equality, and I don't 
Let me see here. Marcus Baskerville, the founder of the head brewer of Weathered Souls Brewing Company in San Antonio, Texas, started the initiative. Uh, it is a stout beer of the same name to raise awareness around uh, uh, the injustices of black people and people of color as they face daily to help raise money for organizations that support them. Uh, so more craft beers. I don't know if this is... Yeah, it says brewers from across the globe are joining in on it uh, to do it. So I don't I don't have any names of any beers that are being served up. But you're seeing all kinds of... What was a beer that I saw the other day um, that had an interesting name to it? Oh, it was Florida Man. Somebody said oh, really? a Florida Man huh. beer. Hold on. Marissa's making a gesture. What was that? I was trying to tell you that it was Cigar City who makes that out of Florida. Okay. So they, they can do that. Yes. You They're... didn't get my cigar. I was trying to smoke a cigar. <laughs> I didn't get your cigar. No, what do you mean? I was doing a cigar Oh, just hand now, motion. the hand gesture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is not that's I know, not a cigar. but I tried to curl the... <laughs> that's Casey's penis. Yeah. <laughs> Same difference. Hey, wait a second. Uh, you, like a, you like a stout beer? I do. Yeah. I like I like stouts and um, and porters, which is weird because I don't like IPAs. IPAs, I mean, the stouts and porters have a very strong flavor, right? Uh, and so do IPAs, but I just don't like that bitterness of IPAs. Steve, you're not obviously not a drinker, but uh, I, you like Guinness, right? Like if if you were to taste the beer, I, I certainly appreciate. Um, yeah, it's um, it's dealing. Actually, when I had it at its purest, was literally out of the. Testing, I mean, tap at the Guinness factory. That's a in, little slice of heaven, right there. Yeah. Right, and so it to me, it really had a milkshakey, yeah, it's thick taste to it. Yeah, but the naming of a beer it has so much um, to do with the success of a beer as well. It can, yeah, at least initially for people yeah. to try it in the right. first place. I mean, you look at what um, uh, 2SP did with their Wawa coffee stout. And, uh, you know, the, the, their stout has always been really good, but when they named it Wawa, it was like, boom, sold out. Yep. Like that. If you get the right name and then you have the right, really good flavor to yeah. back it up, you're going to have a successful beer, no question. Uh, so they uh, they are making a black is beautiful beer around. Uh, but I don't know where you can get it locally. We'll stick with the cocktails for a moment because Jack Daniels has released three new canned cocktails. Uh, they have a line of them, and they will come in three flavors, whiskey and cola, whiskey and seltzer, and whiskey, honey, and lemonade. Have you ever had anything like that, the canned cocktails? And the, I have. Uh, uh, what I, do you think of them? They're not my go-to, but I, if I, let's say, so I was in um, Florida a few years ago visiting my mom and sister, and I wasn't going to go out and buy everything I needed to make a margarita because right. I would have ended up leaving most of it there, and they don't really drink. So I went out and I bought some of the margarita cans. Okay. And they're a little too sweet. Yeah. But they got the job done. So yeah, I, I that, would agree with you, Press, on that's that. That's about it, yeah. If you'd like to know anything about uh, canned cocktails, uh, I could chime in here because <laughs> I've been t- I've been uh, tasting and testing some of them. Um, but the, the margarita ones are see, I'm picky with my margaritas, so like I like them freshly made and I like them to be skinny without a lot of mixes and all that kind of stuff. But I tried um, a spiked tequila. It was like grapefruit and tequila in a can. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But they have ones. They're called. Um, so I don't like the truly or the um, what's the other one. White, white, white claw. claw. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't love them, but I found ones called High Noons. I don't know if I told you guys about this, if we talked about it before or not, but um, it's basically just vodka and then a flavored seltzer mixed with it. Those are pretty good. Kathy, okay. what was the one that you texted me the other night? That was the. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the uh, that was the tequila and grapefruit, Nick. Okay, so that was Monday night's drink. That was um, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Right, yeah. Remember, I, I it's, it's drink- hard to keep track. You well, made I it stopped drinking during the week, and oh. it lasted on Monday. Right. You made it through Monday. And, and I then made it through Monday. Tuesday. Jackie Bam, I was going to send me a text. He worries about you, Kathy. <laughs> Am I drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and and Kathy's mom worries about my drinking, I think, right? Doesn't she? Well, that was a long time ago when you were, when you were like, a little depressed and down. And, and my mom said, well, tell him he needs to stop drinking. No, that's the best time to drink. <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that the reason for drinking? <laughs> Doctors recommend. <laughs> Marissa? I'm not worried about anyone's drinking, and I have one more for you to try, Kathy. Uh, Vizzy is a new seltzer, and they have one that is black cherry and lime, I think, and it tastes like a clearly Canadian. Do you remember mm. that drink from the oh 90s? Oh, my God, yes. I used to love those. Yes, me too. And I had it, and like my eyes lit up, and it tasted like the 90s again. Okay. Have you had the high noons? I think you yes. would like that, too. They're really good. I was actually going to recommend them to you, and then you got me. You got it before I did, so. We the can only talk thing about is they're later. pretty expensive. They're not cheap. They are. Yeah, All they're right. like $5 a can. Well, I have a couple of other... I have two Wendy's stories. Um, Let us have them. So these are... I was at uh, the Wendy's on Ridge, uh, by the Wendy's at Ridge, uh, over in uh, Roxborough the other day. They were hopping. Yeah. But yeah. not open indoors yet, right? Just a uh, drive-thru yeah. still? Yeah, just the drive-thru. Okay. Well, they and Pringles have teamed up to come up with Baconator chips. Baconator chips. Now, I tend to always be skeptical on the uh, chip replication ability, yeah. but they're getting better and better and better at it. So I, I might venture into this territory. Uh, the Baconator from Wendy's consists of a half-pound uh, beef burger, American cheese, six pieces of applewood smoked bacon, ketchup, and mayo. Yeah. Uh, so you'll have to decide if the limited edition Pringles flavor is worth tasting. Uh, they've been spotted at uh, some grocery store chains that operate throughout Wisconsin. You know who did uh, uh, hers? Uh, obviously, we love hers. Yeah, uh, they their their version of the primo Italian hoagie that their chips is excellent. They had uh, one that because we had samples here. They had this like spicy ranch one that I tried the other yeah. day. Dude, one point. I like spicy stuff, so I don't know if you. Are you a spicy guy or no? Your voice is so sexy. I'm just <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. I just it's wanted, worse. I just wanted to drop pants and go at it. It's gotten worse <clears> since the show's been on. Yeah, but I totally feel fine. Okay. I'm, I'm aces, bro. Excellent, man. No <laughs> sad, bro. and super sexy. No sad, bro. Friday. Uh, the, well, the, the, the last thing is... No, it's just you can turn it off. Okay. Knock it off! You can turn it off because I'm still talking about Wendy's. Uh, their beef shortage is almost over. The company said in a Securities and Exchange Commission uh, filing on Monday that at this point in time, beef supply has returned to near normal levels across the Wendy's system. Early last month, the chain was suffering from spot uh, shortages as beef suppliers throughout the U.S. temporarily shuttered plans because workers had fallen ill. Uh, one analyst estimated in May nearly one in five of Wendy's restaurants were out of beef. Around 1,000 or 18% of Wendy's 5,500 U.S. restaurants were not serving any hamburgers or other meat-based items. Uh, Wendy's was more exposed to the shortage sparked by the coronavirus pandemic because of its reliance on fresh beef compared with its competitors. So that's the thing about Wendy's. They still... They use the fresh beef. They, they don't They don't have frozen beef. I'm it's good fresh. with the powdered beef. Okay. Uh, the, dis- the disruption inspired Wendy's to shift advertising efforts away from its red meat products and toward chicken. Uh, Wendy's also removed some items from its digital platforms in areas where... 
Uh, they were unavailable and to help manage customers' expectations. It's a genocide taking place. That that menu change uh, had an impact on its digital business. The company said in filing, but they're they've gotten more beef now. Yes, so they are able to get a little bit closer. And then one last thing, uh, I saw this, and it's uh, from our friends at Duncan. Uh, they plan to add as many as twenty five thousand workers to their payroll in the coming months. That's awesome. Uh, they're looking to hire counter workers and managers to work at its franchises, 90% of which have remained open even as much as the country was shut down. Uh, there were 9,630 Duncan outlets in the U.S. as of the end of last year. That's that's old. crazy. That's way more than I thought. There I were. have one right near me, and uh, it runs like a top. The people inside, super nice. The drive, well, it's been a while since I've been inside. It's supposed to have been drive through, but. Always pleasant, and uh, yeah, they they do it right. The one near me has been open on the inside, and they have, um, but they've had the doors open, uh, which has been nice. So, and then you, you can just come right inside. Uh, they'll serve you at the vestibule. Uh, the app, as we mentioned many times, works like real, a charm, right? Really easy to order online uh, or through the app, and then they'll have it waiting for you. It's yeah, I mean, they they're a sponsor of the show, but they are so easy. It's so convenient. Uh, by the way, to support its hiring spree, the chain is launching its first national advertising campaign added uh, aimed at recruitment. Oh. Uh, so yeah, Love it. that's cool. Yep. So they're going to be hiring a lot. Yes. Awesome. And there you go. That's, that's all. Yep. That's all that I got. And I thought it'd be worth sharing before we head into the weekend. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in a second. And when we return, some more stories of the bizarre file. Stay there. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, let's do some of them B-File stories. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, we're going to start with one from the world of cryptocurrency. I don't really fully understand how this works, but... No one pa- does. I'm going to pass this along anyway. Imagine sending $133 to a friend and then being charged $2.5. $5 million in a fee. I mean, that's a heavy fee. That seems to be the case for a cryptocurrency user who paid $2.5, a $2.5 million transaction fee during a trade on Wednesday morning using uh, Ethereum, which is a cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin, but with some key differences. According to transaction details, which are probably available, the mistake may have been in setting the price that the trader was willing to pay to have their transaction posted to the Ethereum blockchain, a permanent record of transactions. In Ethereum, like Bitcoin users, may attach a fee to their transactions to incentivize a miner, uh, and that's not an underage person, it's someone who mines for this stuff, uh, to include their transaction in the next block of data. Normally, this fee is very low compared to the astronomical amounts that can be sent over the blockchain. Oftentimes, wallet calculators are used to inform traders what a good fee is so they don't overpay. In this case, however, it looks like the user set a normal limit of what's called gas, representing the computational effort. Jesus here's where I'm Christ. lost okay. completely. But set the price of gas exorbitantly. Uh, five ETH per unit of gas. The transaction <laughs> used up all of the 21,000 gas limit, which amounted to roughly... 10,668 ETH in fees or roughly $2.5 million going to the miner. In other words, it was a trade in either valued at $133 that came attached with a $2.5 million transaction fee. It's currently unknown if the transaction was an accident or not. 
I, that <laughs> seems bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I understand of it seemed to have bizarreness att- uh, yeah. attached to it. I don't really get it, yeah, but yeah. I know that some somebody made a boo-boo and it's worth a lot of money. <laughs> uh, a distillery in Australia was able to make things right after accidentally selling nine bottles that were labeled SS Casino Gin that were actually filled with hand sanitizer. Oh, no. The Apollo Bay Distillery in Victoria said the bottles were sold over the weekend at the Great Ocean Road Brew House in Apollo Bay, and they've been able to recover them all. A spokesman said the bottles were identifiable by a lack of seal or shrink wrapping. And the dead bodies next to them. Uh, the recall was issued Monday, and the distillery said Wednesday that all nine bottles were recovered. Because some, like I have a, a bottle over here of hand sanitizer that is not gel-like. It's just flat-out liquid. Right. And you would not you, be able to tell. You wouldn't be able to tell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Until you tasted it, probably. And then that's about it. Uh, the removal of a massive beehive is making the rounds on the Internet. David Glover with Bee Rescue and Removal made the removal at a historic house set to be remodeled in Whiteville, Tennessee. The heat map of the home looked promising, but the actual removal is what led to the massive discovery. Glover said, this is a biggie. It's a really big one. He removed about 30 <laughs> feet of of combs from the home he said that's 30 linear feet plus the 15 inches between the studs all the bees including the queen were safely taken to a local farm he said as we were finishing up the removal another swarm of bees moved in and we were trying to move it into the house uh glover said so we were able to capture the second queen 30 in, feet long in the swarm so we left with two complete colonies of bees as well so clearly the thing to do is if you are able to get the queen with you the rest will follow i guess so yeah right. how out of the thousands or hundreds hundreds even do you track down the one queen i don't i yeah, interviews don't know you, yeah you interviews i okay. guess that's yeah. the way to do it i don't know how they do it i will have to look that up sometime uh, Glover did point out that it is important to understand how crucial bees are to the environment. They look a little different, the queens. They're slightly bigger. But you've got and yeah. wings. thousands of bees. Yeah, it, it takes effort and time. It's like practicing well, the drums. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, selling looted goods on Facebook. It's happening right now with several videos and photos sent to the evidence to Chicago police. These people are stupid enough to put <laughs> their, their hauls on Facebook. Freshly looted. Yes. One woman posted a Facebook Live video publicly on Sunday. Got about 6,600 views and 41 shares. And it showed looting at a strip mall and a van filled to the brim. In a second public Facebook Live video posted days later, a woman stands behind the videos and photos posted on her page, (laughs) admitting out loud she had looted. She called out people... Uh, she called out the people that were tagging the police in the video as well. Freshly stolen, and I'm ready to pass the savings on to you. And defended her selling of the looted clothing and liquor, referring to it as stolen and saying that it wasn't the first time. She said, I don't give an F about this S. I upload stolen S365 a year. This ain't the effing first time I've done this. <laughs> okay, just All tell right, everybody sweet. about it. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have fun with that. All right, and uh, here's a follow-up story. I had this a little while back, and I, an Idaho man broke his 150, uh, 50th uh, Guinness World Record by drinking an entire liter of uh, lime juice in 17.29 seconds. Which seemed torturous. Actually, he uh, it was earlier in the week that he did the lemon juice. He did that in 21.8 seconds, so he figured he'd do lime juice to follow that up. So, with. does this guy piss butane? I don't he know how must. you could... I mean, that's... Talk about... Acidic. 
Uh, he says now he is done with drinking <laughs> records for a while. <laughs> and talking. Mm, yeah. There's got to be a rule where you can't throw it up, like, within a certain amount of oh, time. Absolutely. Believe, right? yeah, yeah. I believe there might be, yeah. So, uh, anyhow. And I tell you what, we're, we're going to wrap it right All right. Up. That's what I got in that was damn good, though. the Bizarre File. Thank you, sir, for you. And uh, I got some other stories coming up in the form of music news. We will also see if you've been pay- paying close attention this morning. We'll have a lesson question, and we'll get the trash on top of that, too. We'll be back in just a moment. and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize in a little while. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. You ain't seen nothing yet. I love it. What was that? That's from a song. Oh, it's from Soul Man. Uh, Is it? uh, The Blues Boys, yeah. Okay. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm a soul man. I'm a, I don't think we've had a sing along yet today. So we actually did. We have one. Oh, well, we, we sang Happy Birthday. We did the Doobie Brothers morning. yesterday, and we did Doobie yeah, Brothers yeah. yesterday. And it's Steve's birthday today, so we sang Happy That's Birthday right, yeah. as well. I did do some Doobie Brother listening uh, this as morning, and uh, it was very nice. So um, I love to. Uh, well, when, well, I love when you when you forget. You're like, oh yeah. That group has a ton of of music catalog yeah, yeah, yeah. to go through. Yeah. And then you can spend some time heading down that path, you know? So It's like rare not- you can go to a concert, you know, and then every song is a hit. Like with a band like Loverboy, wherever <laughs> yeah. you... No. Loverboy has more great songs than you that's know. You guys hits. only know... You only know Working for the Weekend and that's it. But there's a lot of other songs that you just don't remember. What would be, the, what would be their other... Uh, when it's over was a good one. Uh, the kid is hot tonight. Uh, let's see. There was. Um, How about loving every minute of it? Nah, nah. That's. Kind of, mm. I mean, that was that was. No, don't play it. I hate no, that song. No, oh, that yes. was uh, my wife and I. That was our wedding song. <laughs> uh, and then there's. Uh, um, uh, uh, Turn me loose. Great song. Actually, it rocks pretty hard. <laughs> so anyway, um, we're gonna do today's lesson question. That was me on my lover boy soapbox. For you a have to defend him, man. I really did just do that. All right, so lesson question, and we are going to give away uh, a $50 Carabas Italian Grill Dining gift card. Uh, Nick, you're going to have to bring a question forth for the audience, and uh, let's see if we can get an answer. What do you want to go with today? Uh, let's go with this one. Um, what was the name of the first woman to wear hot pants uh, because you could see her, quote-unquote, coin slot? All right, 215. What was her name? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Call now if you heard it and you know the answer because we got the Carabas Italian Grill Dining Card for you on this end. And while you're calling in, we're going to do the trash. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning is brought to you by Horizon. You can book Horizon Services air conditioner tune-up now for just $59 and get up to a pound of refrigerant for free. 
Visit horizonservices.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, after seven years of marriage, Kelly Clarkson and her husband manager Brandon Blackstock are splitting up. Clarkson and Blackstock released a, say, a statement saying their PR people made them release a statement saying they will always love each other. Hey! <laughs> Phaedra Parks, who joined the cast of Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition, is revealing that she and her boyfriend Medina do not have sex. Since the show is called Marriage Boot Camp and they focus on sexual issues, Parks will reportedly spend most of the time playing foosball. <laughs> and finally, Kylie Jenner, quote, celebrated her inspiration. Uh, her inspirational father, Caitlyn Jenner, by taking her to a celebratory dinner at Nobu in Malibu. According to witnesses, Caitlyn was treated to the chef's table and actually ate the chef's table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all in the trash. All right, let's see if uh, we got somebody who knows the answer to this question. So the first woman to wear, to wear hot pants was named what? And I will go to Eric for the answer. Hey, Eric. Yes, that would be Molly. Molly. <laughs> Hang on just a minute, Eric. We're going to take care of you with a $50 Carabas Italian Grill dining card. Carabas Italian Grill is open and serving the community with your favorite made-from-scratch Italian dishes. Through car side carryout, delivery, and catering, you can order online today at Carabas.com. Time for music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, brought to you by your local Beats and Watson Real Philly Delis. They are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. Uh, RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Metallica will release a document of last year. I'm thinking it's supposed to be documentary. Of last year's S and M two concerts, in which the band performed alongside the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra as a box set this August, Lars Ulrich announced the release Wednesday night on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he actually surprised Long Island nurse and Metallica fan Tracy Bednar uh, during the host healthcare hero segment. Uh, and Bednar told the host that uh, she unwinds from her stressful job in which she treats children who have COVID nineteen by listening to Metallica loudly on the radio. Some people work out their stress by cranking it up. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Bednar was visibly shocked and delighted to see Ulrich, who had promised her uh, the first signed copy of the S2M2 set. They put out so much merch, so oh, many yeah. collections yep. every week. Every other day you're reporting on something they're releasing, and it's not just like it's usually an elaborate package. The drummer also invited Bednar out to the next Metallica concert in her area, whenever that is, saying, I'm looking forward to meeting you and thanking you in person for everything that you do. So that's pretty That cool. is very cool. Yeah. Dashboard, Dashboard confessional frontman Chris Caraba was involved in a motorcycle crash this past Saturday, and the singer took to social media to announce that he had sustained severe but non-life-threatening injuries and is currently recovering in the hospital. I saw a picture of him. He looked pretty messed up. Uh, he shared a photo of himself in the hospital online and said that he was determined to make a full recovery but had surgeries and months of rehab to come. Jeez. He added, I owe, to, I owe the amazing doctors, nurses, and medical team uh, uh, treating me my endless gratitude. What, so what, what, he was completely banged up? Anything broken? Anything irrevocable? I, I don't have the story on that, yeah, so, but, but he, was, yeah, he was pretty beat up. Uh, Carava then shifted the conversation to the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests that are happening worldwide, writing, I've not lost sight of the social issues at hand, 
And even in the condition I'm in, I find it important to state that I stand with Black Lives Matter. If you don't hear from me on the critical social issues, I trust uh, that you will know where I stand. He also shared a statement thanking the safety gear that helped protect him in the crash, as well as his friends and family. No problem. Uh, he wrote, uh, oh, that's the gear responding yeah, yeah. to him? Yeah. Uh, he wrote, to all reading this, I would like to say thank you uh, for standing by me through recovery. Uh, this will be difficult physically, emotionally, and financially, and I'm grateful to have your support as I go through it. Past and present members of Breaking Benjamin, ba- Breaking Benjamin, Crowbot, and Candlebox, and other acts have united to record a cover, cover of Temple of the Dogs' 1991 classic, Hunger Strike. Uh, <laughs> so here's what's happened. All right. So I'm I'm reading one word ahead before I say it, which is sure. kind of what you're supposed to do in broadcasting. Right. Yep. And so that's why I said Breaking Benjamin, because Crowbot <laughs> was the next word I saw. And then... But that I, would be their ice cream. That should be their signature ice cream. And then I said, what did I say next? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I added something from a word ahead in, in the next one, too. So that's what's happening. It was beautiful, though. God, we're almost done for the week. <laughs> the song is part of a cold guitarist, Nick Coyle's cold guitarist. The band Cold? There's a band We are there. cold! No, I, we're physically cold! I guess so. I don't know. It, it, What's it his name? It didn't reference him earlier. Nick, is it Coldplay? Nick Coyle. No. There's a band no. called Cold, and he's the band. He's in that band. There we go. Of course there is. But it, it's not in boldface type, which is when a... Okay. Yeah. Almost when, there. When a band is first referenced, it will yeah. be in boldface, not coldface. Jesus Christ, I quit. <laughs> F you people and everyone around here. Especially that's me. That's me talking to myself out loud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> did you just snort? I, I did, man. Yeah. It was right in the microphone. Sorry. Snort Dort, Dort indeed. Snort Dort. Uh, strike. The song is part of Cold guitarist Nick Coyle's Corona Session series which features a rotating list of all-star musicians recording in quarantine. Uh, the track features Coil and Crowbot's Brandon Yeagley. I mainly brought it up because we got to know those guys at the camp yeah. for hunger. Uh, we, we would be besties now, I'm sure. Brandon's on vocals, ex-Breaking Benjamin members Aaron Fink on guitar and Chad Zeliga on drums, Crowbot's Chris, Chris Bishop on guitar, and Candlebox's Brian Quinn and Adam Curry on acoustic guitar and bass, respectively. Uh, the musicians... Uh, specifically uh, selected Hunger Strike not only because of its importance to the 1990s music scene and the impact it had on each of them as musicians, but because of the relevance it still has today. We have a clip of that? Yes, we do. All right, here we go. So far, off to a good start. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I can feel on the powerless when my cup's already overfilled. Yeah, but it's on the table the fires could give, and the fire. I'm waiting to hear who's going to do that Chris Cornell. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. 
think we're going to get it. Yeah. Actually, that would have been the Chris the first part. Is Chris yeah. 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 Hi, oh but, but, but the really, I'm hungry. The I'm really hungry. All right. Well, uh, they uh, they got that out, and if you uh, if that sounds good to you, then if you like it. music, then you'll love this. That's right. You'll love that. A Los Angeles group called Sons of Silver will release its third EP titled Doomsday Noises on June 26th. The group has previewed the set with a couple of singles and a video, and the band features original Pearl Jam drummer Dave Cruzen, along with former Skillet guitarist Kevin Holland and ex-Candlebox bassist Adam Curry. We were just talking, he was in that other How about that, man? This guy is all over the place. Talk about a mover and a shaker during a time of pandemic. How were you able to just scream like that with your voice being the way it is? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how his voice got like that. Uh, right. Singer Pete uh, Agro... Agro... Cultural. Pulis. And keyboardist uh, Brina Kabler. Oh, of course. Uh, Agropoulos said about the EP's timely title, there's a lot of shouting going on in the world at the moment. And a lot of bullying and a lot of <laughs> pontificating. The noise is deafening. These are the sounds of societal transformation... But they could be easily misinterpreted as societal collapse. Uh, we probably should have put a question mark at the end of the phrase. I shouldn't be writing this while I'm drunk. One last story. Cleveland's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum is set to reopen on Monday, June 15th. This is great news. Uh, the Rock Hall has been dark since it was closed back on March 14th due to COVID-19 concerns. And will now be open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. with limited spaces available for specific time slots, uh, the hall is hoping to operate safely at 50% capacity, by the way. Uh, the safety precautions is according to a statement. Safety precautions include daily continuous cleaning, hand sanitizing stations throughout the building, safe social distancing, temperature checks prior to entry, masks required of staff and fans, limited capacity with timed ticketing, plexiglass shields at checkout, and credit card and mobile payment only. Uh, the Rock Hall is also providing early access available uh, at 10 a.m. for teachers on Mondays, uh, vulnerable fans on Tuesdays, Rock Hall members on Saturdays, and healthcare workers on Sundays. Imagine if you've been in quarantine and you've just been biting at the bit to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's I, been your thing. Well, I I want to go. I I want to I want to go one day, and uh, I've yet to make that trip. I definitely uh, want to make it happen. How robustly is uh, Rush represented there? Don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I know nothing about. I know they, they have a Rush roller coaster. Well, they're they are. I mean, they're they're members. Yes, they, they, they were inducted, so there's definitely something there about them. But you know, they they have um, uh, exhibits that change throughout time that right. that, that come in and out. So they'll they'll feature you know famous gear, or they'll do uh, you know groundbreaking musicians, and and they'll change it up, or they'll or they'll focus on one band and. And have uh, rare items that are that they bring out from the archives. I, I'd like to go there sometime and see. You know, uh, Rush was a Jeopardy answer the other night. It was. No. Yeah, yes, it was. It was. They oh, were well, doing, try me out. They you were, know, do you remember it? Uh, it's very no, easy. no. Yeah, it was. It was. They named the members. So it was. Uh, the category was uh, like rock threesomes, and um, and okay. it was uh, Alex Lyson, Getty Lee, and, and Neil Peart. Uh, Rush. This. It was Rush. Rush. Right. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> you got it, I Casey. And you know who got it? It was the uh, the the girl. Did she get it? Yeah, oddly, there were two guys That's and a girl. Funny. Yeah, yeah, she's the female Rush fan. Yeah. Were the police and ZZ Top represented in others? No, Earth, Wind, Banana and Fire. Banana 
was in there. No, Banana Rama. It was actually because that's Alex's favorite band. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what did you? Who did you say, Nick? Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire was in there, and uh, Glenn, the Canadian band. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, oh because of the three, three titles. Yeah. Three word title. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. No, I'm trying to forget. Green Day. I'm, you're trying to forget. I'm trying to move past <laughs> the Green Day. Yeah. I'm trying to regret that. Trying to regret <laughs> even bringing this up. I, I'm working with my therapist. He's helping me to regret regret more things. Yeah. <laughs> How many Pointer Sisters were there? Not one. There were four. Damn it. Well, not in Jeopardy. I mean. What, what, what band sister. had the oh. largest amount? Not besides a, you know, like a like a gospel choir. Was was that polyphonic, polyphonic spree? Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like members over the years. Because every now and then we'll we'll uh, mention Nine Inch Nails, and it, it's Trent Reznor throughout. Yeah. yeah. But if you go to past members of Nine Inch Nails, there's like 50 people in there. We used to have we used to have a, a, this is a DRE in New York. Uh, Trent Reznor was coming by, and uh, you know, Nine Inch Nails. And um, she must have let in like sixty people claiming to be with the band because no one knows. Oh, oh my yeah, God. No Anybody. one knows. I'm I'm in the band. Oh, yeah. come on in. What about uh, somebody like uh, Dave Matthews Band or Rusted Root? Polyphonic Spree, right? Was the uh, most. Yeah. 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 Are, are, as far as number of musicians mm-hmm. that have played band? through, they had like um, P Funk, Graham Funk. Had, uh, you know, that was. Uh, Parliament Funk know. had a lot of guys in that yeah. band, if I recall. Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. But uh, the list of Nine Inch Nails band members has its own Wikipedia page. That's how <laughs> many guys that there have been in, in that band over the years. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, that is what I have for our music news. We have one more break to take. We'll be wrapping it up when we get back, so stay close. You've been keeping track of the letters for the Word of the Week. Yes, Casey. Uh, just uh, do me a favor and uh, play that uh, bed just a little bit longer because I need to throw a promo in here. Yeah, we can do that. Nick, take this uh, opportunity to mention the Big Climb on oh, Saturday. Yeah, man, it's tomorrow. Big Climb Philly, and uh, it's Big Climb Worldwide tomorrow morning. Um, uh, you don't have to do a damn thing. We're looking to, to virtually support uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. There's Team Luke, Team Luke Beasley, and that's the team that we're a part of. But um, tomorrow is the day that it's actually happening. Today's the last day that you can register, and all the information's up on PrestonAndSteve.com or on my Twitter account, Instagram account, wherever. Uh, email me if you need it. But it's tomorrow morning, Big Climb Philly. We'd love to have you be a part of it. So sign up. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Weezer. Bad Wolves. But I'm getting sober. Trying, but I can't get closer. Baby, did you let me go? Incubus. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. That we were talking about now, bands that have the most members at any one time, time yes. not band, not members right. that have filtered through the band. And she brought me the list from ultimateguitar.com. And so uh, I'll, I'll run these down. They're very interesting. Uh, bands with a maximum nine band members at the same time, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the Aquabats. Yeah, the Aquabats. Okay. They were kind of a... Uh, they were like a kid's show for a while. Weren't they? The yeah. That's where you saw it. Yeah. I love that. I love their outfits, too. Uh, bands with a maximum 10 band members at the same time. Blood, Sweat, and Tears is the only band uh, that had 10 members love that at, band. at one time. They were great. Bands with a maximum 11 band members at the same time. Never heard of Pink Martini before. 
but I have heard of the Doobie Brothers. Yes. Oh. So at See? one time, they were a very large band. They they uh, they collected a few members along the way, but they had 11 members at one time. Bands with a maximum 12 band members at the same time. Frank Zappa's band. And the Mothers of Invention. Uh-huh. Uh, Tedeschi Trucks Band. Okay. And Sha Na Na. Oh. Had 12 members. Wow, man. At one time. There was a time they, remember they used to have their own variety show. I do. I watched it every yeah. week. Uh, bands they were at Woodstock, right? Weren't they? Yes, yes they, they were. were. Yeah, yep. Okay. Bands with a maximum 13 at the same time. Lighthouse. I'm not familiar with Lighthouse. Uh, bands with a maximum 20 band members at the same time. I can't say the name of this band, but God, do I love it. They're called Eat a Bag of D's. <laughs> really? Wow. There were 20 wow. people in that band. I have a little research to do yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Eat a Bag of D's. Uh, them and the Brian Setzer Orchestra okay. yeah. have 20 band members, and that stands for reason. It's a big band. It's a, yeah. And then eclipsing them all, because it goes straight from 20 band members to 31 band members, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans-Siberian, okay. Which, of course, it's an orchestra, so yeah. you need all those members. So. Uh, anyway, a little bit of uh, information. Uh, large Interesting. bands. Uh, thank you, Judd Apatow. Yeah. For being on the show. He was great. It was uh, seven minutes. That's all we had with him, but he was, you get a lot in seven minutes from Judd Apatow. And he's got the movie called The King of Staten Island, available now. And you can get it on all platforms, from what I understand. It's a good movie. So uh, it was nice to have him on today. Pierre Robert is here, and he's ready to usher you into the weekend. We started it. He'll continue it. Jackson will finish it. Well, actually, Jackie will finish it. With the All Request Friday Night Which show. is a brilliant program Amazing. that you've got to check out. Whatever you want to hear, the dude will play it. There are no rules. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Rush... Um, you had mentioned a week or so ago that I was in the 40th anniversary box set. For Permanent Ways. Yes. Yes. And um, it's true. And you had asked someone to write in about it. And Robert and his son, Eric Liebfried, uh, actually copied it out of the, out of the um, I guess, out of the liner notes of the album. Uh, Getty was pressed on the very topic of why he didn't write more lyrics when interviewed by Pierre Robert of radio station WMMR back in 2000. Yep. So, so there you're it is. actually How about mentioned Look in at that. you. And I didn't even know it. So That's thank so you, Robert and son Eric Liebfried, for letting us know that. That is so, and since I know you, that is the closest that I will ever come to being a part of something Rush. Right there. <laughs> it's the connection, baby. It's yeah, the connection. It's uh, all about the connection. Well, speaking of Rush... Um, I was uh, goofing around on the space book. <gasps> Shut up! I found uh, some rock mass. Wow, you got it. You got it now. Wow. I, I found rock. It's a rush. A rush uh, mask. What do you uh, call that? The bow? A buff? A buff. I, why can I never remember that? Well, it's kind of like the ones you wear because your son Carter has made you these uh, really cool masks. Yeah. Um, that are um, awesome. That Put are it cool. on. Let's see it. But it, this is, uh, I saw it uh, on, you know, they've got now masks for every band you could possibly want. But this is uh, 2112, I believe, um, from Rush. Yes. How about that? That I is like cool. It. I like it. Oh, my I God. Like you it. totally got a logo? present for Steve's birthday. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Steve. No, 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 I didn't uh, realize it was your birthday, and I don't know what your favorite band is. Oh, it's... What uh, is your favorite it, band? Uh, it is uh, Polyphonic Spree. We were talking... No, no. Uh, God almighty. That's a, that's a tough... Well, the Beatles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hang on a second. I want to look. I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh, 
Uh, I'm getting my phone putting it on selfie mode. That's awesome, dude. Well, there you go. Thank you so much, Pierre. Yes, it's a pleasure. I didn't get you anything. Uh, well, it's not Christmas. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's just uh, it's not Christmas. It's Corona. <laughs> well, this could so. this could be considered an anniversary present to me because this is my anniversary today. So. Oh, happy anniversary! Thanks, Ben. So your anniversary, your wedding anniversary, is the same day as Steve's birthday. Yes, that, uh, not by coincidence. Wow, no. that's uh, I asked to be born on their anniversary. I know that you did, <laughs> and uh, that's why Steve, you didn't. Steve, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no wonder you're on liner notes. <laughs> I am on liner notes. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Pierre. I really, I owe you one. That that's was really nice. Awesome. No, nothing, nothing at all. All right. You do owe us one more thing, and that's the letter for the word of the week. You ready? Got it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O as in opportunity. All right, and we got your opportunity and a prize, obviously. And we'll just take we'll take a small number today. Call number four at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, you get a shot at giving us the word of the week for the prize. So call right now, and uh, let's see if you know that. Um, it's going to be a spectacular day today. I'm sure it already feels wonderful out there as you can yeah, walk it in. Um, what do you have planned for this excellent day? Uh, first of all, I get my hair out of the microphone. Oh, that's um, pretty wild. T- tangled up in the microphone. Then secondly <laughs> of all, uh, we will get into a workforce block of Weezer um, and uh, also Iron Maiden. Uh, <laughs> we're going to do them. And uh, we also have a block. Uh, today's the anniversary of what was, uh, by all accounts, I wasn't here then, an amazing show at JFK Stadium in 1976 with Yes and Peter Frampton. It's still talked about to this day. Wow. Uh, by those artists and by fans who went, some 80,000 people. Uh, the attendance ability of that place, it was so big, that's why they had Live Aid there. You could fit close to 90,000 people in there. That's an amazing amount of people. It really is. And, um, and so, it was such a dump. <laughs> and it was an absolute <laughs> dump. Um it may have had a glory day, but I never uh, saw it. Yeah, I don't know. They had fiber. They didn't have seats. They had fiberglass benches, and it, on hot days, if you wore shorts, you'd have little particles of fiberglass oh, in your man. legs. Yeah, it I sat great. in a, a lifeguard chair like that one yeah. time. I, I uh, subbed at a pool. Yeah, that's how you would remember where your terrible. seat was because it would be brandished into the back right. of your back. You yes, know, exactly. When you would sit down there, well, on was a hot there day. back? Was there back support on the benches? Uh, no, I no. don't think so. It was no. just benches. Yeah. No, I mean, but but they could cram in ninety to hundred thousand people there, so. That that's why it existed for as long as it did. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, no before it fell down, they tore it down. I mean, I hate tearing down um, historic buildings, but it it really was a dump. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> We won't miss the building, but there, do, there were concerts there that were legendary. No, I mean, Live Aid being the biggest of them all. But, um, yeah, I miss uh, the Spectrum uh, a lot, actually. But uh, JFK Stadium, God bless you and Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, see if we can get a uh, Word of the Week winner. I'm going to go to the caller number four. That's it. Yep, and it's George. Hey there, George. 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 Is your name George? Everything appears to be on here. There's a right, silence. Gonna... George. All right, George. I'm sorry, bud. George. Um, George. We don't have you. I'm going to next go to Donna and see if uh, she's got it. Donna, you there? Yes. Hi. All right, so Donna, we can hear. Donna, please give me the. Should I go? Should I go to Donna? Hang on a second. Oh, is George back? Well, hold, hold on. You have to be fair to George. Yeah, we hang, hang on. Donna, in the past eleven seconds. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. <laughs> Marissa's. You. You. Okay. So this there was. Sounds like my program. <laughs> George, are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. 
I'm here. Okay. All right. So we he, almost he was already on hold. You, he, was, he was told he was calling number four. And if he was there, it, uh, I said for calling number four, and I have to make sure that right. we try it in every way to get him on. So I'm sorry, Donna. That shows great integrity on your part, though, Preston. But George might get it wrong. Let's find out. George, what is the word of the week? Nacho. Spell it. Coo-coo-ca-choo. Oh. <laughs> well, I want to know if he's using a certain letter at the beginning or not. What okay. is What is it? N-A-C-H-O. Nacho. Nacho. All right, yeah. I thought he said macho. All right. Um, I think he said N. Uh, well, he did now because uh, he's not going to. You know what? I did say macho. Uh, George, congratulations. <laughs> that worked effortlessly. We are. <laughs> Come on. Friday, bro. We're going to give you a $250 Mindy oh. gift card for the location in the Mayfair section, Northeast Philly. Congratulations, my man. Yeah, what exactly. you said. Thank you. Yeah, you're right, man. Uh, One for the ages. Big George. Uh, they are co- offering 25% off to any customers who had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. They helped out a local favorite, Nick's Roast Beef, during this pandemic, and they want to make sure that they offer the same to all Philadelphians. Meineke and Mayfair want you to know that they are here for you during this rough time and will help in any way that they can. That's Meineke at 6140 of Frankfurt Avenue. So, we thank them for the prize. That is it. We got to do our thank yous from our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. Uh, let's see. Duncan, of course, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. So, thank you. And also, hers official chip of making the most of your summer. And also brought to you by Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram City. They are ready to kick off summer with big discounts, so shop now. Uh, Next week on the program, we'll have plenty of things, uh, one of them being guest Josh Holloway. Uh, Josh was Sawyer on Lost. That's right. Haven't talked to him in years and years and years, and uh, always love that guy. So he'll be joining, I'm sure, some other guests that we'll get to you next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Why exactly would you be driving with your flashers on on the Google at 1.30 in the morning? Are you trying to attract the cop? Next message. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I hope Claire bakes you a ton of chocolate chip cookies. Next message. I'm constantly calling this line when either driving to or from work. And I worry, is that a reflection on me? Or is it just there's too many calls driving? The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, this is Norris Howard, host of Checkpoint XP on campus. So if you want to hear about the cool conversations that nerds have about everything besides video games, make sure you join us. That's Checkpoint AFK on Google Podcasts, BPod Studios, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.